Lots of people don't understand Thinks that having love is like having money in your hand DPS Welcome to another installment of the TPS Reports podcast. Hell yeah! Look, I just uh uh watch a pee <laughs> in all Prada paint. Ah uh, ha 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 ha. Okay, brought her a pee, not a pill, a Porsche pushing pee. <laughs> well done. Wait a minute, I got something. For you that. were like, are you and not no, going to do the verse? Like how? There it is. What is the first? No, you had it for a second there. <laughs> um, look, I just uh uh watch a pee in all Prada paint. Ah, ha 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 ha. Okay, bought her a pee, not a pill, a Porsche pushing pee. Sick verse, dude. It's a good song. Put it on the real song. Jesus. Put on the actual song. Cop new hammers for my pee. We don't want no peace. Got a spot of cross spot. Jeff of peace. Drop the data, now we plant exotic peas. She not a lesbian for peace. She turned pisbian. Push a pee. I push a pee. Oh, like penis? I write the president, count president. Push a pee. Portuguese on her knees, mopping down a pee. She let me sneeze and she leave. Portuguese on her knees, my banana pee. Dirty knees, Japanese. What are these? Easy peasy, um, <laughs> lemon squeezy. Push a pee. Push she a let me squeeze, then she leave, cause she keep it pee. Can you look up what pee is? What does this I, mean? How, what, how do I look up what pee? Just Google push and push and pee. What meaning. is what is pee? Oh, it's very vague. Okay, let's see. What does because everyone's posting mean? things with the pee icon now. And this is what, you know, I'm at the age now where I see something happening. Like I said a few weeks ago, uh, Nancy Reagan is the throat goat. And I have to be like, okay, why is everyone saying this? Like, you just and then I have to go it. Google it. And I have to Google things like, why are people using the letter P? I push lots of P. I've been pushing P for weeks now, actually. So you just, you wouldn't, you can't relate. You wouldn't get it. It says this week, <laughs> blue P emojis are everywhere. All yes. of her Instagram captions, Twitter replies, and group chats, the context is usually pretty straightforward. Either is something it? is P or it isn't. That's that's not straightforward context. That's a vagary. Where did P come from? My P. A few days before Gunner dropped his... What? 
Because pee doesn't come from your balls. It comes from your bladder. Oh, my God. Pee you're learning this right bee. now. <laughs> <laughs> right now, this moment, you're learning what comes from the balls. <laughs> pee comes from the bee out my urine. Um, Go on. I'm trying. Uh, he started talking about pushing pee, blah, blah, blah. At first, he was mysterious about the meaning of the phrase, asking his followers to make guesses. See, that's how you get the social media well, engagement. Yeah, so doesn't it have to do with like a beef with somebody? Um... Gunna brought it up again. Moments after teasing an incoming Gibbs diss song, he tweeted, Freddie yeah, Gibbs. I'm pushing P. Okay. Later that day, Gunna went on short rant and used the phrase in context, taking thinly veiled shots at Gibbs. Jumping in a person's beef or situation when you don't know what's going on is not P. That's not context either. Um, that's using it in a sentence. I'll give you that. But that's not giving it context. Gunna added, now, putting your people in position is P follow bossing your bitch up is p risking your life to feed your family is p okay i'm not p uh being a real dude off the internet is p i'm pushing p speaking on this a is dude slang works for this no is, reason this is all is you not have to p. do now to create new slang but what does p stand for exactly it stands for nothing because like it basically sounds like what just a few years ago people in this in the hip-hop community were calling uh, a hunnit Right. Keeping it like Hundo P, like percent, like 100%. Well, so what about should, Hundo P? Hundo P came first. What if it's zero percent? No P. Just like that, a new phrase is born, or to be more accurate, a new phrase popularized in the mainstream. As you've probably picked up by now, P is a term for positivity. If you're That's pushing not what P, I gathered. That's not what I probably I picked up by now. No clue. Can you go back to what he said? <laughs> Can you read one more time what Gunna said himself? Putting your people in position is P. Bossing your bitch up is P. Risking your life to feed your family is P. Being a real dude off the internet is P. I'm pushing P. Speaking of uh, dude okay. for no reason is not P. So yeah, it's not I, being positive. I guess you could you could derive positivity from that. Mm-hmm. It started risking your life for the sake of your family is kind of uh, <laughs> that's a stretch. That's R. That's a big risk. Uh, it started as a substitution for the word player as Gunna told The Breakfast Club. But it's fairly flexible. So it's not positivity, it's play. Um, talking about the meaning of P on IG. What does IG stand for? Uh, Gunna explained, fucking your partner's main bitch ain't P. <laughs> if you hold the door for a lady, Wait, what? that's P. Fucking your partner's main bitch. Isn't your partner your bitch? I think like, you know, Gunna speaks a lot cooler than us. So I think partner means like his dude. Like me, you're, you're my partner. Oh, you mean partner? I meant to say partner. <laughs> That's P. <laughs> That's P. I feel weird when uh, pronouncing partner as partner is. I P. refer to you often <laughs> to family or whoever as my partner because we make music yeah, together with business partners and we're gay and we but, have gay sex. But I never use it without in the back of my mind wondering: Do they think I? Do they think I mean that I suck Matt's dick? Because I don't. <laughs> I like how he's implying too that like. All of his friends are potnas, if you will. Right. They all have bitches. <laughs> it's like, you fuck her, his main bitch. Just it's no, not no. P. You can fuck my potnas <laughs> bitch. Just not his main bitch. If, yes. If you hold the door for a lady, oh, now he's chivalrous. That's P. Arguing with your partner about money, I mean, <clears throat> potna about money, ain't P. We ain't doing that. We're pushing P. I think we got to the bottom of this. Unfortunately, we did. Yeah! I hate the fact that we got to the bottom of that. What? Um, At least it didn't have anything to do with um, Madonna. Was that the Nancy Reagan story? Would you say story? Madonna pushes pee? Yes. Oh, wait. Did she get a butt lift? 
100%. That's 100%. So <laughs> Madonna is actually in the news cycle this week because instead of Ben Shapiro's sister making fun of ah, um, how, how desperate for attention she is by showing her, her naked self on social media in doctored images, um, now it's Nelly. Nelly is now under fire for, quote, sexist comments Ooh. about Madonna's um, most recent Instagram posts. Making sexist comments about Madonna's Brazilian butt lift? Not pee. Um, yeah, I like how like a lot of these news organizations just decide uh, that something was... I don't think what Nelly said was sexist, but the headline's already out, so Nelly made sexist remarks. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, I guess Biden... Uh, has now vowed to replace the resigning Supreme Court justice with a black woman. It's no. the first thing he said on the matter is, I haven't even looked into it yet, but I promise I'm going to pick a black woman. And some guy was Picking like... Picking a black woman? So, that's P. That's P. Yeah. It's, it starts with P. And then some guy was like, uh, you know, just said how like that's identity politics and that doesn't always assure that you're going to pick the most qualified candidate. And, you know, maybe you should just look at all of the candidates and pick whoever's most qualified. And then, of course, the, the headlines are just like, um, I forget who the, I think he's a senator or something. So-and-so makes racist comments. You're like, yeah. those, those aren't racist comments. What Nelly said is not a sexist comment. What did, what did Nelly, Nelly say? say? He said, some things should just be left covered up. That's all he said. Oh, that's P. You know, a big fat guy with hairy tits and a hairy belly taking a shit. You could make the same comment about, you know, some guy who's right. all painted at a at a football game or something. Some things should just be left covered up. So now he needs to be off Spotify or else. Do you want to see Madonna's ass? Yeah, my girlfriend showed me this the other day and it was very like, eh. It's very like not the shape of an ass I was of a say, 60 year like, old woman. It's like an apple bottom, but like imperfect produce, you know? It's got like a dent in it. And it like severely stuffed with GMOs, apple bottom. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just can't, like, don't you just feel like as every day goes by, we all just keep getting more and more played by like all of this stuff? Like, whatever's, whatever news article there is, and like the Nelly said this about Madonna's well, butt. Like, I've always thought. Like, everything is like. When the news is focusing on what Nelly said about Madonna's butt, you should go turn on C SPAN and see what shit they're, they're pushing through Congress that's probably, you know, that nobody wants to report on. Yeah. That they would rather report on Nelly saying Madonna shouldn't show her goofy, inflated ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, it's a free country, dude. Madonna is a year older than my mom. Yeah. And this is what she's doing with her time. She's having She's having a team of people Photoshop her face and another team of people <laughs> stuff. What, what, are, what are butt lifts made out of? Is that like silicone, like titties? I would assume, sure. I saw Saving Silverman. It looked like silicone they stuffed up there. I thought his ass looked tighter. <laughs> I think that's in here somewhere. I don't know where. I'm tighter than your Close. bitch, man. Something's tight. I got lucky there. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. But yeah, I couldn't like, I just, I have a hard time. And I see it. I see the shit too. And I see the, you know. The, I see the, the shit pushed out of Madonna's weird looking ass. Yeah, like the Spotify protest stuff going on right now. And it's just like, I feel like. To keep on rocking in the free world with everything though um i know it's like i was gonna open with that stuff is supposed to be important and i, I guess is to. to many people but like it's really not uh, I, some things are apparently there's like uh you know a you know 
Canadian truckers. That seems like something that would be more important than 100%. Neil Young. You know, don't but expect the American thing. media to report things, on it yeah. though, because it's a record-breaking chain or a caravan of truckers who are protesting vaccine mandates. So why would the media report on that? Yeah, I don't know. I just like they, I look at... They do report on it. They go, you may have heard that the caravan of truckers in Canada is has broken a Guinness record. That's not true. It's not true strictly because Guinness hasn't weighed in and been like, uh, they have officially <laughs> broken the record and we're giving it to them. The previous record for a parade of trucks was four miles. This one's 40. It broke the record. It's, it's that simple. Technicality. No, I just like... And I applaud them. I love what they're doing. You should just teach me about all... And, you know, whatever the stories are, I should ask you, like, tell me about the Canadian truckers. Because every time I see it, I just like... This is one of those things where, like, people are going to pick their vast end-of-the-spectrum talking point so that when it comes up in conversation, we can all be like, yeah, and I just thought that's bullshit. And no, I kind of... It's like, whatever it is, it's like, none of it. Uh, to me, anyways. I guess I'm not a Canadian trucker, so there's that. Well, my, my, my content is on Spotify, so, like, a, the, um, a, a censorship issue sort of intrigues me but again i'm just like this isn't this is a thing where it's just uh, a pot stir it's just a big the, daily stir of the pot from the little bit that i know about the canadian trucker story uh the protest is largely to do because it's american truckers too it's largely to do with the vaccine mandates for crossing the border and that concerns me so i i applaud them um I think I've read something that like 80 plus percent of Canadian truckers are vaccinated, but are still protesting the mandates. Yeah. Um, would you say that's P? I would, I would say that's extremely P. It's quite P. Uh, I would say that Justin Trudeau, the prime minister of Canada, referring to them as a fringe group um, with, what did he say? It was something about like uh, unacceptable points of view. A point, a point of view is an idea. That's a thought. Yeah. Unacceptable thoughts. That's a crazy way to, to describe people who just think that you shouldn't have to show medical information. Well, to that's cross what the I was border. getting into. Kind of what I was saying about any like of the information regarding a vaccine. Then reading an article and then being like, yes, I believe and I stand here and I'm not, I'm immobile. Like right. I, I'm not moving from this stance about this thing I just learned a little bit more about. That's why I try to learn nothing about any of it. It's also like <laughs> a 40 mile parade of trucks is not fringe. It's not a small yeah. segment of the population. I've also seen a lot of videos of them passing towns. Is this why they don't have my favorite yogurt on the shelf at the store anymore? Is, is this the supply chain shortages we're talking about? Because now it matters no, to I me. Think that's, that's Where's my yogurt? Sitting out in the Pacific. <laughs> um, but also I've seen a lot of videos of these truckers, uh, these parade of truckers passing towns and underneath bridges that are jam-packed with people waving Canadian flags, shooting fireworks, holding signs supporting them. So... To describe it as a, yeah. as a fringe segment of the population, I think, is uh, is goofy. It's a lie, and it's just an attempt to, like, sweep it under the rug, you know? He also, like, at the beginning of the pandemic, made a, a plea, a ploy, like, t was asking people to, like, respect the people who can't stay home from work, such as the truckers who are doing an essential job right. that a, is essential to our well-being. Right. It takes a year for people, you know, like, oh, you're not... They're fringe assholes now. Right. And nurses, too. There's the same thing here in the States, right? Like, uh, yeah. mandates for hospital workers and medical workers, right. where it's like... And a then vaccinated you're like, nurse is allowed to come to work positive for COVID, but an unvaccinated <laughs> nurse right. is not allowed to work. 
That's why it's easier for me to just stare at the television and write shitty raps. Like that's what I am focused on right now. James Franco, yeah, Shutter films from. No, I was just Pluto TV while I was uh, while I was listening to something. No, I uh, feel you. I watched the talented Mr. Ripley front to back last night. I watched. I could have been reading the news movie. (laughs) I could have been doing anything. Uh, yeah, I rewatched my time. Ex Machina because I hadn't seen it since we saw it in theaters many years ago. You know, I haven't either, and I've I've considered it a number of times because it's think worth it's it. A good and movie. I, I forgot how uh, large of a role Oscar Isaac played in it. I remember like he was in yeah, it. He's like the guy who like, owns the Machina, right? I kind of felt like he disappeared after the beginning of the movie, and he did not. He was in the movie. No, but don't they kill him? Whoa, let's not spoil anything for sure. That <laughs> we don't do that on this show. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I really have had a very like, uh, I guess just like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Unproductive week? Just more of a relaxing right. week. I well, got some stuff done. I did things. But I it's just like, decided not to look into the story of the everything. record-breaking parade I was of truckers say, protesting in the blank and that was mandates <laughs> in Canada. And I decided to look into the riveting story that the M&M's characters are being redesigned to be more inclusive. Yeah. The company says. I, uh, another story I didn't look farther <laughs> into than that. Yeah. It's like a, it's like the diversity on the front of a college pamphlet, you know? Dude, it's mind-blowing. So, I don't know what else is... First of all, the fact that these companies have such an inflated like self-worth that they think that uh, changing the green M&M from wearing high heels to wearing now, quote, cool, laid-back sneakers... I just think it's is another significant thing. in any way to American society. No, no, no. I think it's, it's, it's enraging. I think it's part of what I'm saying. It's a master p- plan to play everybody. Here, here's some shit that we know is going to be good PR for us and make you Pushing really dis. That's it's P. If nothing else, it's P. <laughs> but it's uh, you know pitting people that have no disagreement against each other by being like, well, I don't understand why you got to change the Eminem characters. Well, yeah, but now it's more inclusive to the. And now people are fighting over dog shit. And you, it happens with Rogan and Spotify. It happens with the Canadian trucker well, thing, think- which I would support too. I, I just learned about it today, and I think good. Like you know. It, you're supposed to be allowed to, uh, again, have like, um, what did Trudeau say? Uh, a point of view? Unacceptable like, points no, of yeah, view. No, yeah, you should. it should be accepted to have a differing point of view. Unacceptable so I get points of view, which but is But I think that all of this is just like a I should be able big... to work a job without having injected a useless vaccine into my body. No, it's very That's real. <laughs> unacceptable um, point of view. It's definitely, you know, problematic. Uh, but I just can't help but... Uh, try as as much as I can to remove myself from that which is not necessary to me. Like we're we're playing some shows. Remove uh, myself next from week. Spotify. Right. Like that's the thing. It's like should I give a shit about like because if you're Neil Young or you're Joni Mitchell or whoever is on board now, it's like I get it. These are folks that like made uh, like, not protest music. Maybe they did right, but but like they they absolutely made, right. But for for uh, they stand for a cause. And Nixon's coming. I'm just saying. They have a history of like standing for a cause. So if they want to retract their uh, um, their involvement on the platform, they don't want to share. What's they, unfortunate they should, though, they should be able to do it. But to to ultimatum like him or me, like you have, one voice goes. It's like you, it's you can take your shit off. The say, guy take who it gets off. over a hundred million monthly listeners, or me, the guy who gets three million monthly listeners. Make your choice, Spotify. Right. It's Who did you invest? Yeah, the, they've made their investment. They're protecting I mean, their investment. They're it's protecting also whatever. unfortunate because they were like kind of revolutionary voices in their time who stood up against the establishment and so on. And now they're standing up for the establishment. And that's that's the unfortunate. Like it's that old. Uh, 
you either die young enough to be the hero or grow old enough to see yourself become the villain type What's of thing. From? What movie I have is no that idea. From? <clears throat> it's one of those it's, fucking it's, it's comic book superhero shit. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's like you used to you used to stand up against the man and now you're standing against the guy who is simply asking questions and challenging the establishment narrative and you're standing up for the establishment. It's, it's unfortunate. It's, and I think what it's it's uh it's fear of the the biggest reach. Like if his reach is bigger than our reach and we disagree with what people right. that are that's getting reached the, are hearing. The media is so in right. favor for it and why they'll stand up for that's Neil the thing, Young. It's like our shitty podcast. People are listening to this right now on Spotify, but it's like a couple hundred tops. No one cares. We could say anything and it doesn't yeah, I, matter. I always forget that we're on Spotify. But now multiply that to how many like, you know, basically other artists that share the platform of Spotify that if Neil Young were aware of them, they just don't have the reach. But he, he probably wouldn't agree with like the, right. the white rapper saying the N-word and he probably wouldn't agree with like joke rap. Doesn't Kid Rock like exclusively make music right now that says like fuck Fauci and, and it's probably on Spotify? Dude, his latest single is hilarious. It, it rules. It's okay. so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. That it's good. I'm just saying to like cherry pick. They're only they're not cherry picking. They're going for who has the most it money makes, and the most reach because they're the, the most one, threatening. Kid Rock's new single makes that one from a few weeks ago where he's riding the middle finger rocket sound like Bohemian Rhapsody. It's nuts. Uh, uh, but no, I agree. And also this this is not like some uh, some big stance that Neil Young is taking where removing his music from the platform is like a big monetary hit. It's not. I think he can make the, the Last statement year, by, by removing it or requesting removal, but to say like, it's not somebody needs sacrifice. to be silenced for me to stay here is like right. inherently not the way it should be, I think. Last I, year, uh, Neil Young sold 50% of his music rights for an estimated $150 million. So it's not a monetary sacrifice. Um, he also sold his the rights to Hypnosis Music Group, who are partially owned by the Blackstone Group. What the fudge? Uh, who who have invested like a billion dollars? Whose senior advisor is the former CEO and chairman of Pfizer? Sorry, I didn't listen to a single word of that because <laughs> I've been trying to find Kid Rock's song, and I don't. Why is it so it's hard? The one with the American flag background, right, right there. Got it. We the people. Us. I should have been able to people. remember this. Uh, no, but I read that um, Neil Young sold half his music rights f- to Hypnosis Music Group. Hypnosis Music Group is partnered with uh, the Blackstone Group, which is an investment company who invested a billion dollars into acquiring music catalogs and song rights. And the senior advisor of the Blackstone Group is the former CEO and chairman of Pfizer. Which doesn't exactly which mean that he's on exactly? the phone with Neil Young and telling him what to do and what not to do, but right. it's but an he's already- interesting connection. It's clear whose commitments lie where. Right. Yeah, or like, you know, who's uh, passionate about... Who gives a shit what I'm saying? Kid Rock has a song. That drum fill intro could have been... This is also number seven on trending music. We do the right to scream, fuck you! It's just... And I want to be clear, that fuck you was directly to liberals, President Biden, and Dr. Fauci. <laughs> Term is lip syncing. He's clearly memorized the lyrics. <laughs> Kid Rock used to be my fucking favorite. Used dude. to be. This is just poorly structured, though. It's corny. Big Doc doesn't any color racist. 
another thing that is dead. It's been dead for weeks. Let's go, Brandon is done before it started. Oh, I think it's still going pretty strong in a lot of areas of the country. No, that's what I'm saying. But it's over. It's been killed by these people in it these areas of the country. It was late to stick in a song. This isn't. We, we it's also cheesy. We it's were on a cheesy. tour three months ago listening to a Let's Go Brandon rap. That's it's right. over. That's this right. is done. But like, my point being, Neil Young wouldn't support these ideologies in this song that's probably streaming now on Spotify. Yeah, but Kid Rock, I don't think, has the same reach right now exactly. as Joe Rogan. That's the whole point. Yes. And, then, and also, it's just like he it's um, described his... Uh, stance against Joe Rogan is described as like he's spreading dangerous misinformation which I just think is like not true I don't think that any misinformation that's coming out of that show is dangerous and is costing lives. It's only dangerous if you don't trust people to be able to like hear something that might be misinforming a tad bit and then say like right like you know like i've heard people say things i disagree with and then i just don't keep watching the show i don't write any letters or emails i just be like oh i'm not i don't really listen to tucker carlson I don't, so I don't l- tune in every fucking week. Well, I'm just talking and the about the people that are upset with Rogan. I think don't tune in at all. They only ever see the blip that crosses their radar. Meanwhile, never. for every never p- for every piece of quote dangerous misinformation, I'm sure like a hundred pieces of like just information have come from the same show, from his platform, from him knowing something that is true, totally that isn't debatable. And uh, you know, Rogan put out a statement yesterday, uh, oh, in which so. he addresses and and you know the problem with labeling things as misinformation is a, is a large number of the things that are called misinformation from his show and many other people's shows, many people who have been deplatformed in the past year, censored in the past year, and so on, are now like mainstream talking points. Things like masks don't do anything or that, you know, a large percentage of the people in the hospital are in the hospital with COVID, not from COVID. Right. That's a statement that would get you removed from YouTube six months ago and now they say it openly on CNN, you know, so. It's not subjective to say something like to say, you know, two plus two is five is misinformation. Might be information tomorrow. Right. You know, and also it's like, even if he's, he's talking about, if I listen, say someone listens to the episode with Dr. Robert Malone and somebody who fucking a month or a year into vaccine availability has still not been vaccinated listens to Robert Malone episode and goes like, well, I'm going to continue to stay not vaccinated. I don't see that as like dangerous and costing anyone's lives unless maybe their own lives, which is a freedom that we all have. Who's Dr. Robert Malone? Dr. Robert Malone. Malone! Malone! <laughs> <laughs> got to throw a blue streak in I there. cannot <laughs> hear the name Malone without thinking of, of blue streak. Um, he's... Uh, Probably in in like the past month or two, the most controversial um, figure who that who Rogan has had on his show. I saw him on Jimmy Dore's show like four months ago. He's the inventor of the mRNA vaccine technology, right. not the inventor of mRNA vaccines, which a lot of people on the opposite end will will point out quickly. He right. lied about that. He's not. He never claimed to be the inventor of mRNA vaccines. Because the technology holds, was developed before 2020. It goes back. Yeah, it's like the 80s. Exactly. He holds like nine patents on mRNA technology that led to the invention of mRNA vaccines. He's also been working in uh, vaccine stuff for the Department of Defense for like 30 years. He's a pretty qualified and credentialed guest Yeah. who happens to be giving a side of an argument or a point of view that is uh, contrary to the establishment narrative. 
That's about it. He's saying that you don't need to rush out and vaccinate children and and shit like that. It's it's not crazy tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff, you know? And and I think this use of, of words like dangerous, misinformation, stuff like that, it's costing lives. You always hear that type of rhetoric from people that are trying to censor because the best way to get people on board with censorship is to just describe whatever you're trying to censor as dangerous. Yeah. Judas Priest was dangerous. They sound like Tipper Gore. It's crazy. I just started reading. Beavis and Butthead is dangerous. And yes, this is a flex. I started reading a book this week in my relaxing downtime. <laughs> yeah. I started reading uh, Fahrenheit 451, though, which is ham. pretty obviously uh, relatable to. Oh, yeah. It's, it's basically like, what if in the future, firemen burn down houses fire and man. not put out fires? Fireman. And they would, the reason for burning down houses was having like copies of text and books are outlawed. Right. Basically. It's very, you know. 1984 unacceptable thoughts right and you go pages of unacceptable thoughts right wall-to-wall televisions that just feed you you know what uh whatever the 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 parlor they call it but that's you know i kind of have been um hitting that every morning reading that book where it's like i can't help but i don't know i just love dystopian old novels that seem to be relevant today that's like the only thing i can really get interested in reading in and it's not to be like yeah this guy predicted the future or something like because that isn't necessarily happening now just makes it more interesting you'll get an article about like (coughs) a a school district trying to like get rid of books or a specific series of books i saw a story today I can't remember what college, but maybe you can find the story by putting in this term because I'd never heard this term before. And, it, and it's, to me, the craziest part of the article. It so it's about me. a school that is providing 17 resources for students who feel triggered by, and the phrase is, a free speech event. Whoa. You remember the, the Carlin euphemisms bit? Right. A rain event. Oh, I got to get tickets to that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is a free speech event? Oh, boy. Um, here's a thing from two days ago. Colorado State University. There it is. Offers 17 different campus resources. Students who've been affected by a free speech event. Dude, 17 different campus resources for help. A free speech event well, here's blows a, my mind. Without even reading further, this already bothers me because campuses have resources available to help people for lots of reasons. Let's say they have an abusive parental relationship or sexual relationship, you know, like like there's resources, there's counseling, there are people you can, and I don't see that promoted. Like you, you don't, you have to like find a page 11 scroll of a website on the school's forum to learn that there's like free resources for you at the campus. If you're dealing with this, that a third. Yeah. And now it's like, there's 17, you know, for let's find out what a free speech event uh, event is. It's it's funny because one of the resources is like the number to the free speech hotline or something. It's like, why do you need the free speech hotline to save you from free speech? Colorado State University is promoting resources aimed at students who claim to be affected by a free speech event on campus. <laughs> a sign was spotted on campus and event. posted to social media, which reads, "If you or someone you know are affected by a free speech event on campus, here are some oh resources." God, or someone you know. Look in the corner. Um, that's there's the truckers right there in the corner. Yeah, it includes multicultural counseling, incidents of bias reporting, the Office of Equal Opportunity, and a Victims Assistance Hotline. Even university staff are taken care of with specific services for employees, including the Office of Ombuds and the Employee Assistance Program. Um, because I see the list here. Don't you just feel like people are being slowly conditioned 
to see free speech as a bad thing. And these services, by the way, they, they're not here to deal with free speech events. A free speech event is a new term of something that now falls into the umbrella that you might want to seek the counseling for. Because right here, it's the number to the dean or the, the campus's counseling services, the multicultural counseling. Here's the number for the, vest, uh, the vice president of inclusive excellence. It's like, these people had their jobs before. What is that job? The vi- I'm the vice president of inclusive excellence. What the fuck is that? Hmm. Yeah, but it just uh Yeah, this is gay. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, right there. What Uh-oh. just happened, what we all just witnessed was a free speech event and I need some help. Everybody shut this off and dial 970-491. I can't get over the word event. You mean like hearing somebody say something? Yeah. <laughs> that's, I guess that's event. what that means. <laughs> Holy shit. I even understand when people say, you know, obviously like hate speech and, and what even saying something like vulgar, uh, right. disrespectful this is, this language. This way more vague. Abusive language. That's what I'm looking for. Abusive language. To say a free speech event and kind of draw a, an invisible line that, that almost is equal to uh, verbal abuse, like a free speech event. Eh, verbal abuse, free speech event. I don't know. I just tomato, like, tomato. I can't help but see that people are being like in like indoctrinated and conditioned to see like basic freedoms as selfishness and like wrongs. Yeah. Um, that's why I don't read anything. Like you guys. if somebody says something that you disagree with, don't like learn how to defend your stance. Just fucking rush to one of these phone numbers and get some help. I was just talking about this a little bit the other day. Again, feeling like, the whole first chunk of this podcast just felt like you know, just a, people get played by the news. But I was like, wouldn't the best course of action anytime this happens for, but for example's sake, this week is for Joni Mitchell and or Neil Young to go on Rogan. And that's get, what I said. Like uh, that's the that's the only thing that makes sense. Joe Rogan would have Neil Young on his show in a heartbeat. Absolutely, if he was willing. Um, but I don't know if he would be. But that's the thing. It's like they'd have a new understanding for one another. Both of their numbers would do great. Maybe there'd even be like Spotify in the mix of like, oh, you know what? Maybe I overreacted. Uh, I, also, I can share a platform with a, a, a minded, someone with a, you know these things to say. I never really heard his full. I just ha- think you're right. Like having a, like a first, not, I don't want to say debate. A discussion. You have an open forum. You don't have to What wait. happened to open forums? Um, Which is all that show is. And that's why I think it's like important to defend it and not, you know, rid the world of this this uh, program that is basically it's just three hour long open discussions with people about various different things: doctors, scientists, chefs, comedians, fighters. Yeah. Um. No, but yeah, uh, I, I think people are just more and more being conditioned to like not work to solve problems and, and run to some goofy institution for help because somebody said a fucking catchphrase you don't like. I'm walking a line here because when, not when I was a student, but when I was an employee at a college, I, w- I, like, I had a negative experience to where I may or may not have called my boss a cunt. I don't know. Like Things happen in passing. And I like had to go. I, I like but sought sh- out. Did she run to the fucking... Uh, who is the excellence guy? No, like when it says these like employee assistance programs or student assistance pro, with, that's that's what these are. It's like talking to a guidance counselor, but it's like, hey, here's it's for like multicultural affairs. If that speaks to you, we have a resource here for you. I had that help me where it's like, all right, I can't be losing my cool in the workplace. So I what call I'm gonna my do boss a cunt one more time. I might not I'm have a gonna job. go 
tell this counselor that my boss is a cunt and, right. th- and then I'm allowed to do it and it's never going to get back to her and this is like the resource I need to vent. I don't know about that. I think if you say enough to your counselor, they'll be like, um, we found uh, Matthew's sentiments to be dangerous. I just think it's like, it's. I think you should. You, there's resources out there, whether you're, you have a job or not, if you have insurance or not. It's just like you could get a telehealth fucking talk space or something if you need. Like, go, do the thing that makes you feel better, but it shouldn't necessarily be as a result of like you hearing something that you don't agree with. Not hate speech, not abusive language, just a, something a free where like- free speech right, event. You hear a guy on a radio show say like, I personally have a friend or two who- uh, had an adverse effect to the vaccine, so I'm not sure about it. I disagree that he had that experience. His show should come down. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, you should use resources. They're there for you. They're not promoted enough, quite frankly. But, like, not for something as, like, oh, if you're triggered by, like, again, not abuse, just something there. it's like, I don't know about that. What is the... Now I feel like I'm going to kill somebody or myself or both. What is the excellence (laughs) person? I can't remember. I don't know. Can we move on? What is that? What What do they do? I don't know, dude. I'm not calling Why the do you go to that person? <laughs> and that's the vice president of Inclusive Excellence. Inclusive so Excellence. That's not even the president. There's several. What's employees. wrong with like the vice president of inclusivity? Why does it have to be just, excellence? It's just not excellent. It's not P. <laughs> if it's not excellent, dude, you're not keeping it P. Um, what's, what's very natural, I think, in, in cases like this, which happen mostly like over the internet where you have millions of people who don't know each other just spouting hatred at each other in comment sections everywhere um is the unearthing of things from these people who try and take these moral high grounds like neil young the unearthing of a video or a interview from the 1980s when aids was was a you know a very prevalent thing uh where he says Something along the lines of you go to a grocery store and see some faggot behind the counter and you don't want him handling your potatoes. And then others... others is this improv or did Neil Young say this? This is what Neil Young apparently said <laughs> in say, an it sounds like something term would in say. In the 1980s. <laughs> this is the morally superior Neil Young's words. Well, that's um, what happens Also, when- Joni Mitchell performing in blackface to promote her album, right. uh, Don Juan's Sister something like that uh, don juan was like a character or no so there was like a character in, in the on the album art nouveau which is a black guy and when she toured the album she would perform in blackface as art nouveau it was a different time and you know i don't i don't <laughs> think that Joni mitchell should be fucking crucified for it either or necessarily neil young i would like to find the entirety of that quote from neil young because it just doesn't sound like neil young but hey Protesting Kent State doesn't mean that you don't hate fags, you know? <laughs> so he, he very well may have said that. He just doesn't like war. Um, let's move on. But real quick before we move on, um, this Friday, we're going to do a live stream. So if you didn't know that, now you know. Now you know. You know. You know. Uh, this Friday. And if you don't know, <laughs> now you know. Friend. Friend. Guy. Person. Human. Buddy. Uh Three o'clock Central Standard Time. That's the plan anyways. We haven't done one of these in a while, so I'm sure there'll be some forgotten step of like, why isn't it working? Um, but yeah, Facebook, YouTube, It's just going to be Twitch. me strumming country songs for two right. I already forgot that was a thing that happened on them. So yeah, bring your git, and uh, we're going to warm up for our shows the following week with Tropidelic, uh, February 9th, Tulsa, Oklahoma, February 10th, 
Columbia, Missouri, February 11th, Kansas City, Missouri, and February 12th, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, tickets are on sale for all those on our website, and we hope to see you there. But yeah, that's like our, those are our live performances for the month. It's pretty much happening in the next 10 days. So um, we'll see you there. In the meantime, we are working on more stuff for the rest of the year. We don't have anything locked yet, but we are talking. So hopefully in following weeks, we'll have some updates and some summer dates and some uh, some cities to announce. But in the meantime, come tune in on Friday. Watch us dick around and play some songs and possibly order wings if you donate enough money. Please give uh, us money for wings. There's a Bulls game Friday, 6.30 against the Pacers. We need some wings. Hell yeah. Um, and moving on. Somebody died, now we're pouring one up in their memory. podcast last week cause my grandma died R.I.P. Grandma Marge I knew her R.I.P. to my grandma she's a beautiful woman is this one of her favorite songs? No, perhaps? this is The Ventures, and Don Wilson of The Ventures also died. So oh, I, just, <laughs> I was like, I, I thought there thought was going to be a very on. poignant tie-in. I know. I should have thrown on, like, uh, <laughs> Peter and the Wolf, the David Bowie version, because my grandma used to play that for me all the time. I was time. really waiting for the context <laughs> of this song in relation to your grandma. Um, but, yeah, we skipped last week. Term had a, a death in the family. This is the story of Peter and the wolf. I guess this is mostly like each character talking. <laughs> yes, it is. But there's it's the, the story of Peter and the wolf. We used to listen to this on cassette tape in my grandma's car all the time. She'd pick me up from school and I was crying because my brothers called me fat that day. <laughs> <laughs> Spaghetti Steve said he had golf ball nips. <laughs> no, that was way later. I know. It's just things that make you cry as a kid. Um, yes. Yes. Always. I'll go back to the ventures. Here's a, here's a shot. Yeah, for my grandma died. Um, I would I would blame... She did not die of COVID, but I would blame the bullshit gay nonsensical COVID uh, policies in part for her passing. Do tell. What does that mean? Well, so earlier this month, she had a heart procedure scheduled for January 4th. Mm -hmm. January 3rd, she tested positive for Omicron. Mm -hmm. And she was asymptomatic, but was not allowed to get her heart procedure. I can't get over this. You're not allowed to go to the hospital because you're sick. I don't understand in what world that makes sense. Uh, but granted, she was told that she's not allowed to have a procedure and she has to stay home. And that very day, she stays home and falls and breaks her hip. Would not have broken her hip if she had just been allowed to go to the hospital for her fucking heart procedure. 
So when she breaks her hip, suddenly COVID protocol is whatever. You're allowed to come get hip surgery even if you're COVID positive. Right. We can't so do the heart, the but we hip, can do the hip. More important than the heart. Again, I'm just like, I, I can't even See, this find is not, words. This is not how you convert people, medical system. No. So um, she had uh, surgery on her hip. She was 87. Uh, she was then transferred to a rehab facility to recover where she her hip wound. Her hip was fine. She's an alcoholic. The, the, the wound from um, physical rehab. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, the wound from her hip surgery was infected and... Um, she got sepsis from the infection and died within like 24 hours. Jesus. So, I'm sorry, buddy. Which is also, I think, due to, you know, in my opinion, neglect on behalf of the rehab facility. Yeah. How does a person go to the rehab facility after a hip surgery and then develop sepsis and like nobody knows? Nobody's checking your vitals. Nobody's checking your temperature. What the fuck? Yeah. So, not happy about that. Well, you definitely knew ye more. Wouldn't than have been happy if it was just like you know a natural thing that we were expecting, but of course, to Grandma Marge, I knew her, and I loved her. Well, that's bullshit. I, I didn't ask. I'm sure it would have. You know, we were going to talk about it when we saw each other. Anyways, I'm not. That's like it's uh, inconsiderate. I feel to be like the first thing, just to be like first thing. Like what how? happened? Yeah, and that's was that's, it that's the first thought. Did she not COVID? COVID? Do you feel bad? The first thought being, <laughs> uh, how? It's how I, anytime there's a death in the news, every time we do this bit, it's like, oh, how did, how? Um, um, my dad and I basically had to pull the plug last week. Right. And so, that was the day before we usually record this show. So. Right. And Term being such a trooper, he said, I can't do it today. I was up all night with my grandma last night. She passed, but I'll, I can do it tomorrow. And I was like, no, dude. Like, I would have. You, um, got, you got stuff going on. We just we had like a shiva last week, which is like a Jewish wake. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I just spent the whole week with my parents and my uncle and his wife yeah. kind of clearing out her apartment, going through photo albums, which was like actually healing and nice. You know, yeah. I feel like I learned a lot about her after she died, which is also unfortunate. You know, I wish I could have stayed there for an hour the last time I was there and gone through the albums, photo albums with her. <clears throat> uh, but we were doing a lot of that shit all week and like cleaning out her apartment and family gatherings. Yeah. Pretty um, oh. Yeah. Very sorry to hear it. Um. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Wh- gonna who is? We gonna need more than that. Who is the uh, Ventures guy? <laughs> uh, Don Wilson. I guess this one's for him, even though I think he was the guitar player. Well, you know, we could. I was gonna say, I'll just do another one for your grandma, dude. Fuck this guy. You got Don Wilson. Um, what we would have done last week, you had uh, Louis Anderson. Another comic from Rodney Dangerfield's Young Comedians. You mentioned it when we spoke about Saget two weeks yes. ago. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I didn't watch his... Yeah, I've seen it, but you know, I like will watch something. Uh, I visited my mom last week, um, and it was like right. It was the day Louis Anderson died, I think, and she was already watching his like whatever his most recent special was from a couple years ago. I had never seen it, and I got there like she was ten minutes in, so and we you watched that. What's that? So you, you didn't know, so you walk in like... No, 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 I did know. Mom is watching Louis Anderson? No, that's why fuck? it wouldn't be her normal go-to, but <laughs> right. you, you know how people are. If, uh, if I walked in how did my it mom happen? watching Louis Anderson, I'd be like, Mom, what are you doing? Yeah, but it was very funny. I, I thought the special, and it wasn't an old school 80s set never, or something. It was from a few years ago. He's talking about social media oh, and I nev- all, all sorts of... I definitely never saw that. 
Baskets was already like in conversation. Oh yeah, he was in Baskets. Yeah, I watched the first season of that show, but I don't think I. He played Zach Galifianakis's mom. Yeah, he was great. He, uh, I liked Louis Anderson. I just like didn't take in a lot of content. What I did watch as a kid, he had a cartoon. Remember that? I do about yeah. his childhood. Yeah. I watched the shit out of that. Yeah, I think the special, which would have I guess been his last one before dying, was called Big Underwear or Big Underpants. Um, but it was funny. Louis Anderson. And I, I heard it was, and it just sounds so fucking brutal. It's like when I heard uh, Chadwick Boseman, Cartoon. it's like, how did it happen? And like, oh, colorectal cancer. Like, ow. Yeesh. And yeah, uh, Louis Anderson, blood cancer. So it's like, what is that? It's everywhere? Blood it's, cancer? It's in every cell and every organ? I didn't know yeah. you could get blood cancer. Right? Isn't it petrifying to know that, that we yeah, could- It scares the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> it's, it's not you just- You can't remove my blood in a surgery. <laughs> you're you know gonna, what It's called a transfusion. Um, Life with Louis was the cartoon. I don't remember it being called that. But yeah, I used to watch that with my brothers. Um, it's interesting. First Saget, then a fun guy, Louis wow. Anderson. Um, you also had- <laughs> Last week, who to me overshadowed Louis Anderson, uh, I think he took up more of the headline space. Was Meatloaf? It was a couple days prior, and uh, oh, yeah, I thought it was the same day. I don't. Maybe you know what? I think it may have been. I, I uh, maybe I just found out about the Louis thing. Uh, Louis the Anderson died day. the twenty-first. Um, Meatloaf. Yeah, and he did die. Died from the or 20th, with COVID day before. Some sort of COVID in the headline. Um, I don't recall seeing. Oh, you know what? I think I pulled up an article. Hold on. Um, a cause, but I did. I do recall people were saying because he came out months ago. I don't know. Came out like made some statement against vaccine mandates. So I saw people like, ha ha. Uh, ha ha ha. Although I don't think there was anything that said he wasn't vaccinated. I think you don't have to be. You don't have to not be vaccinated to be against vaccine mandates. You know what I'm saying? I feel uh, like that's I, I. I feel like most people who are against the mandates are vaccinated. I was going to say that's the category I would find myself in. Because You're an anti-vaxer. No, I'm that's vaccinated. by definition. You fit into the anti-vaxer category, which is ridiculous. With the like, the well, it's the same thing about like murder. Like, it's not the the only reason I don't murder people isn't. Because like there, it's it's because it's wrong. So I don't do it because I don't want to kill people. Right. Sometimes I do, but I know it's wrong. It's not just that there's a law that'll put me away for the rest of my fucking life if I do. So that's why I feel it's like the flip side for vaccines and me. It's like I think personally, it's the right thing to do to get vaccinated. But it's I'm not doing it because like the that there are now before there were not the mandates that the, uh, when I got vaccinated right. originally. And it's like sure, I guess I count as. Um, you know, welcome in these establishments now that there is a mandate, but it's like, I'm not doing it because of mandates. I'm doing it because I just think it's wrong to, I don't know. I'm, I just, I'm on the side of doing it is a, is a smart and safe choice. And I feel like a lot of us, like everybody, you know, for the most part, our age and shit is living proof that it's whatever. We're still out here, but yeah, I don't think it's, um, it makes any sense to tell nurses or truck drivers or whatever that like now you're incapable of earning a paycheck because right. we've shifted the goalpost so far so quickly from where it just was, where we were calling you all essential heroes, basically, you know, like, and I, I think that's all bullshit, but it's so like, I understand the complexity of the situation. I don't feel it. Um, I try to avoid having like serious discussions or debates about it at this point, because it's like, 
it's all out there. It's like, I'm not changing anybody's mind. Yeah, I I think, that's the thing. It's like I don't think Rogan's changing anybody's mind. Or that's maybe, what I meant. Maybe earlier. he is. I guess he's he's got enough reach to where the the statistics are higher that he would. If, if but he's not, he's not getting right. on and saying well, like, and also, don't do it. Don't what do it. What I meant it. earlier is like we're so far into this shit. Yeah. That so he had Dr. Robert Malone is like the most Malone. controversial Malone, <laughs> most controversial guest as of late, and. It's been a year since the vaccines were out. It's like, right. I'm unvaccinated. I listened to the episode with Robert Malone. It's not like I'm going, oh, yeah, I, uh, this guy's. I'm not going to get it now. I just, I made that up already a yeah. while ago. I made that decision. Um, maybe he's reinforcing it, I guess. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are making their decisions for different reasons. And some people hold out so far and they're so afraid of like not being able to feed their kids or something that they're like, all right, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to cave to this system. Right. I don't agree. Which I but I never had to go through that because that's wrong. not my ideology was that... I think it's system. also just. I also am. I'm in a privileged position to have like worked myself into where I'm at now in life, where I'm not enrolled in school, so I don't have to deal with Zoom classes when when right. they change. I don't that. have kids either, so exactly. I don't even get into that discussion. You don't, I don't have to have an opinion I don't have a fucking on job. everything. That's the thing is like I'm not in a like oh I got to go back to the workplace and when I go there there's like a thousand other employees in the building. I don't have so I'm very privileged to have like somehow created a life to where like I, I still want to know like more or less the big deals. In the country and the world. But also, right. I can't get any fucking work done. I can't make the songs you all want to hear. I can't do it when I like give a fuck about all this stuff that like, I already, like you, I made my decision too. I'm over here. Right. I don't give a shit <clears throat> about Neil Young staying or going or like. Well, it, you don't have a job partially because of Spotify. Neil partially, Young yes. Jeopardizing your Spotify and I wouldn't, yeah, revenue. Not really. No. What I think is like what's interesting about that whole story is like all the people who then when you combat the whole like oh, by canceling the your tell me tell me what is dangerous misinformation like please I don't understand please give me an example and then they'll be like well Spotify doesn't pay its artists much like, that's not what that's about no, that's facts that's not what that's, <laughs> that's about. my beef with them and and f- that's not pee first of all that's not what this is about uh, and second of all most of the people that say that have like thirteen monthly listeners like you don't deserve anything. Until you build up your listenership, you know what I'm saying. Then you, then you could talk about not being paid enough. Sure, um, I, I was just looking at our monthly listenership, and I feel like it should be higher. It should always. We are be higher. not doing enough lately, and you know why? Because we're getting played by the cell phones. Right, they're telling well, us what we should give a fuck about, and they're always wrong. One, well, and we always fall into the trap. Myself, as somebody who has been deemed a second-class citizen by Me. his own city. Oh, <laughs> this was like, years ago. <laughs> it's like I feel like I have to keep my my ear to the fucking you know be watching right you know, COVID videos that I, you know, don't, I don't want to be constantly taking in this content, but I feel like I constantly have to have an argument against the city that has fucking deemed me a second class citizen. Yeah. It's weird when you hear all these things about the supply shortages, about like even the hospitals being overrun again, like it was last January, but it's like now, now they kick half of the work staff out. Tens of thousands of nurses. (laughs) And you're like, why are the hospitals overrun? It must be the unvaccinated. But yeah, they, that, that unvaccinated it. It's fault. That statistic never (laughs) seems looped into the, it's not, you know, also the, Oh, we made half of our nurses not come to work anymore. And now it's like, we have twice as much clientele as we have staff. What's going on? It's Omicron. It's like, it's no, it's the reaction. I think, also, uh, by the, the, systems the fact that we've never had enough ICU beds in this country, that in 2018, yeah. the flu uh, had us like struggling for ICU beds in this country and like overcapacity. Uh, I don't know. Like, th- th- we're going to move on to getting drunk for more dead people soon because it's yeah, like... Yeah, so Meatloaf. It, Did he... 
Oh, it says right here. Let's let's move away from the pandemic. It says um, Meatloaf is an unvaccinated <laughs> piece of shit, and he deserved to die. It was uh, dead at seventy four from COVID. Um, his manager confirmed Meatloaf died. Blah, blah, blah. Sources tell TMZ he was supposed to attend a business dinner earlier in the week for a show he's working on. I'd do anything for love. Isn't that like a thirty year old show? Or, uh, uh, but the dinner was canceled because he became seriously ill with COVID. Sources tell us his condition quickly became critical. Our sources say Meatloaf had been outspoken about COVID, railing with folks in Australia recently about vaccine mandates. We do not know if he was vaccinated. His manager added that Meatloaf's wife and two daughters were by his side when he passed away. Uh, one of the greatest rock singers of all time, his 1977 Bad Out of Hell album sold an astonishing 65 million copies. That album produced several hits, including Two Out of Three and Bad, which charted at number 11 on Billboard. And then it's just more about his career, about his <coughs> career. But yeah, according to this, he got critically ill with covid they do not confirm nor deny his vaccination. I remember in, um, in high school, the two of us were in the class that did the um, televised morning announcements. Every yeah. classroom had a TV, and there was like a class of kids who would do the morning announcements, yeah. like a news program. Like I know it's day. 10 seconds late, but hike school. Hike. Go, go on. And uh, <laughs> we, we would do commercials sometimes. And I think at the time there was like a Dr. Pepper commercial that used the, I would do anything for love. Yeah. And then it's like the guy's girlfriend reaches for his Dr. Pepper yep. and he pulls it away and goes, but I won't do that. I remember my dad used to ride around listening to the Meatloaf CD. Cause I, that's where I heard that song when I was like eight years old. And my dad yeah. saying like, you ever heard this? Listen, this guy's great. You know, again, it's like right. the nineties. He's like Meatloaf rules. Uh, but I obviously I. It's a very dad thing to crank up meatloaf for your kid who doesn't care about it. Oh, and by the way, this is like that a rules. decade before the Dr Pepper commercial. <laughs> My dad knew what was up. I just saw this headline: Weber Grill Maker dead apologizes COVID. for poorly timed meatloaf recipe. Wow. Weber Grill had to apologize <laughs> for sending out an email. I guess every yeah. week they send out recipe of the week emails to their subscribers. Yeah. And they had to apologize for sending out a barbecue meatloaf. Right the again, same triggered by a, a free speech event, event. Triggered by uh, a guy <laughs> with the same name as a dish. There's a free speech event in my inbox, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't, fuck, especially when it strikes so close to home. You think we should be making fun of dead people so often? You know, I think like I, a karmic. I think God smited me for right. making fun of Lee Grobstein or whatever. <laughs> Who sucked a dick upside down. It's still funny. I didn't like that. <laughs> so he took my grandma away. Or was it six headitis? What was I just watching? That six head girl Ooh. from um uh, sixteen and pregnant. Sixteen and pregnant? Oh, yeah. I was just watching Dog Day Afternoon. She looks just like John Cazale. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the answer is no, we shan't be stopping anytime soon. We don't always make fun. Most of the time. I, I look. He, I, There's a difference between making fun of and just making fun. It's like you know? with COVID or <laughs> laughing <laughs> with COVID or laughing from COVID. <laughs> but I, uh, I remember I, this might have been two years ago or something. I don't know when, but I was thinking recently, uh, 
I think it was, and I don't even, this is how flash in the pan these stories are. It was an op- it was a comic, right? I don't know them. It was a female comic, and she told a joke about triple X tentation. I remember this. And it was like, uh, basically, he was he died uh, walking around with 50 grand in a backpack, and he's like, I, I hear about this story, and I think it's a great advertisement for Venmo. Yes. Right? Don't keep that much cash on you. And people, obviously fans of triple X, were very upset. I think that's what started this, but I had, I spoke about it on the podcast or on Twitter or somewhere. And I had people reach out to me basically just from the other side of the fence that you shouldn't be joking about dead people. It's just you shouldn't do that. And I was saying, Dina I Hashem. think, I think, yes, Dina Hashem. I was like, I think there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Like, especially for a comic to use a death in the new, like, that's not new. Comics do it she whenever wasn't anybody going, does. I heard Triple X Tentacion got shot with a bag of $50,000. <laughs> what an asshole. Right. I, I'm glad he's dead. It's a joke. Right. That she says, you know, the whole Venmo thing. So even you joking about... It's an li- ad for Venmo. Grubstein on the last episode where Look, it's he was like, the, ency- the sports encyclopedia. I feel bad. Look, I'm not saying it's not insulting or anything, but it reminded me of just a couple of years ago or within the last year or two, people reaching out, just a couple people, but like, don't you feel silly like endorsing that it's okay? I'm like, no, it's... it's not th- at all. It's, you know... Tragedy plus time equals comedy, and sometimes time can just be a day or two. I'm not like, a superstitious person. I don't think my grandma's dead because we right. made fun of Les Grobstein or whatever um, his name is. Lee? But, Les? So, so then I remember again, this maybe, I, I don't know. I don't know for certain, but I think it was around the George Floyd stuff of a year ago. And somebody like, and I didn't say anything, but I think like some somebody else, there was a story about somebody saying something that was very ill-timed and uh, not appreciated about George Floyd. And I remember somebody like messaging me again with no context. It just said like, still think it's okay. Like I didn't say it. I know there was a story in the news that week that was like the unspoken context of the message. Like still think it. So it's like whether it's triple X or George Floyd or whatever. And now it's funny. I do still think it's okay. And now, well, I think we've proved it because (laughs) since then we've adopted like segments onto our show. And one of them has become obituaries where we basically tie one on and tell a couple of fucking jokes about learning <clears throat> about these stories. And I, it, that's the progression. And it's all from the same ideology that like, it might not be the coolest thing we ever did. It's just, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think you, you get deplatformed. I don't think you should have like a moral, you know, uh, downtick. Like I'm just a bad person. I think comedy is no. most essential in troubling hard times. And I'm not even saying we're funny. I'm almost saying we're not. It's just, that's the problem. <laughs> that too. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to come off like I f- fancy myself a comedian of any. I just sort. think at this point we've quadrupled down on the fact that both of us have always believed and still believe that in the changing world, when somebody leaves, it's okay to make light of it. Maybe as long as you're not calling their family directly and saying the right. jokes, or and then you know. Like force somebody again, to use their show or their stage or their microphone to just goof around or maybe even learn a little more about the person who passed away, but doing it sillily. That's right. fine with me. We don't, I'm not like uh, desecrating the memory of Les Grobstein. I didn't know who the hell he was. Man, I was too sober last he or two weeks ago. He died at 69. We were just making fun of a funny number. It is a funny number. Which is a funny <laughs> number because we're sophomoric and immature. And then I asked, why am I making fun of this guy? And you told me who he is, and now I know that he was the sports encyclopedia. He was very respected in Chicago. Stacey King tributed him on the Bulls game the next day. Yeah. It's okay. It's going to be all right. (laughs) And also, and half the time, it's like someone we liked who were just like, oh, bummer. That sucks. I'm not at all happy about Louie Anderson and Bob Saget or Meatloaf or anybody we're about to discuss. That doesn't make me happy, but it happened because that's life, and uh, this is... 
Uh, this is the thing we do while we drink whiskey on the show, you guys. So, we so hope is you're this joining us. Louis Anderson or Meatloaf? Mm, we only did one so far. Did we only do one so far? Yes. Too? Well, then I guess this would have to be to both, or we're going to have to do a third. Who would you rather do yours for? Are you more of a Louis Anderson guy or more of a Meatloaf guy? Oh, I've had more experience with his content than Meatloaf in my life, yes. Then you I've watched Louis. Baskets. I've watched the stand-up. You go, Louis. I watched the cartoon. Meat. Okay, let's do it. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that's a Fight Club reference. Yes, it is. <laughs> I think they say his name is Robert Ooh. Paulson, actually. It's the guy from uh, Manhunter. Um, oh, yeah. This is not evidence. This is a person. His name is Robert Paulson. Did you see this one? Um, oh, no, but I have one. I only have one more stocked. Oh. You said you have a couple. Yeah, th- but now we're going to get into people that you aren't going to consider so, worthy. I already know who I'm having you pull up again for. Um, is it Miss USA? Oh, no, but I saw that. Okay, well, then who you got? Damn, she was cute. Yeah. I mean, she was fucking Miss USA. What am I saying? Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Groundbreaking. Um, I don't remember her name. We'll get I, into it. Who do you got? I took a screen cap. Miss USA. I thought Dude, we were going with your other one. All right, we're going to go with Miss USA. Chelsea Christ. 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 Uh, no, I just want to look at the picture again. Um, I have Catherine Cates. Do we know who Catherine Cates is? I know who Catherine Cates is. Not from the name to Phoebe? off the top of my head. I had to Google it. No, oh. it's with a K. Phoebe's with a C, I okay. believe. Okay, well, then I don't know. Um, I think I just learned that Phoebe Cates is like half Asian, which makes sense, I guess, but I never saw it. Love Phoebe Cates. Yeah, so... So cute. All right, I'm not guessing. Who is it? Who is this oh, person? it's the uh, the Cinnamon Bobka lady from Seinfeld. <laughs> you sold no us. You sold us a hair with a cake around it. Yeah, yeah. That lady died. Hold on. What's her name? Ka- Kathy. Kathy. Catherine. Bates? Kathy Bates. K a t h e r y n. Yes. K a t e s. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Wait a minute. Is she? No. I she guess it's more said familiar. She was in Many Saints of Newark, which we just saw, but I, I kind of blocked a lot of that movie yeah. out. Um, the other names I had were, uh, the guy who played young Hannibal on one of the, um, what the TV show? No, I think it was one of the movies. One of the, I'm t- <laughs> it's <And> G. Nope. <laughs> okay, there, there we go. go. Um, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to desecrate that man's memory. <laughs> no, I think it was one of the, uh, <laughs> one of the fucking Hannibal movies. Which it has to be Hannibal or red dragon. Um, Star of It's Only the End of the World. It's not Manhunter. It's not Silence of the Night. He died following a ski accident in the French Alps. Whoa. uh, Sonny Bono. Um, Uh, Known as one of France's best known actors and worked critically acclaimed filmmakers in Europe and abroad, he began acting at the age of 12 with the uncredited. Where is it? Oh, um. Let's go to his IMDb. Hannibal Rising. That was a movie, not a show, right? I think that's a show. Really? I think. All right, if it's a show, we're moving on. Cause yeah, I don't got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> time to memorialize some spin-off Hannibal I, And I'm on all guy. these goddamned websites that are just full. It's all ad. Everything is ad. It's there is no story. There's the no story. Nowadays. I click the fucking thing for uh, Hannibal Rising. There is no story. It is all ads for other stories and products. Because so. nobody uses okay. this shit Now I'm anymore. getting angry. 
uh, and we're, we're done with him. We're done with Breck Denny, a TV actor in Groundlings comic, dies at 34. I saw he was in an episode of Curb. thought it might have been worth it. You know what? Another guy who was in an episode of Curb died. Yeah, was it this guy? No. It was an older guy with a harder-to-pronounce pr- name. Well, I'm, I'm breezing through because we're going to do one big shot for everybody here. Uh, did you hear of uh, Terry? Theory? Muggler? Mugler? French fashion designer. Thierry Muggler. Dies at 73. This guy's a guy here that, holy cow, it looks like his face was beaten. Looks like into Joe Rogan face. after a fist fight. <laughs> um, the other guy from uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm was um, Vachik Mangasarian. Let me see this guy. He kind of looks like Leon the Professional, but old. Yeah, I can't recall the episodes that either of these folks I know. were in. It said uh, the, uh, what was the episode? Because I looked up the episode and I didn't even recognize the synopsis. I was like, I'm going to have to watch that episode again to even know who the guy is, which I'm not going to do right now. Um, so this fashion designer, he seems famous to famous people, right? Like, I don't know him, but he's he's right. been worn by David Bowie, Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Kim Kardashian, basically... Every A-list name. Oh, my God. Look at the Kardashians. Apparently, this guy dressed them, Jesus. which should be a crime, but it's what is, so hot. Who's in the middle? Is that a human body? That's Kim Kardashian. Oh, there's like something obscuring. Eh, oh, and that's, not the Car- that's her and her sisters, right? Or, uh, her and um, what are their fucking names? The young she looks ones. like a toy. Yeah, I'd like to play uh, with The it. Jenner chicks? <laughs> Jenners. That guy. Whoa, he's got the same face as the Avatar <laughs> looks person. looks like a Klingon. Holy cow. He has a weird nose. Um, and then uh, Thich Nhat Hanh is a Buddhist monk who died at 95. And I only know about him because if you look right down here, I have one of his books I've read. Look the Art that. of Communication with Thich Nhat Hanh. Um, it's actually The Art of Communicating. I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I read that last year. That's one of my, like, when I was reading books. That's what happened this year. That's why, like, picking up Fahrenheit 451 is a big deal. Because I've only read one other book, I think, all year, this year. Or, I'm sorry, in the last year. Yeah. In I the last a, year. A 2020, we both read a bunch of books. Productive. I told you, I took a picture of the stack of books I read, and I, guess I never posted the, uh, it because I'm not a total fag. Dude, oh, dude, I'm sorry to bring this up again, <laughs> but yes, you are. Because I took the picture. No, because you put tape over one of the titles. You told me you put tape Because I didn't have the, the book. I lent it to my girlfriend, so I used a different book. Right, and he wasn't willing to show one less book in his flex picture. Like, I didn't. I only read nine, not ten. So he... And also, the, the book that it. I put the tape on is Candace <laughs> Owens' book. Oh, my God. Yeah, you better put tape <laughs> I over it. told you that. You that don't want people time. seeing you reading that. <laughs> Which, my girlfriend and I were driving around, and at a Yeah, you red found light, it on a bus stop bench. It was propped up against a fire hydrant. Which I figured maybe a liberal put it there so that a, a dog would pee on it. Uh, pretty sure this dude, though, was a... Uh, he authored, not authored many books. and um, Who hasn't? Yeah, I guess us and lots of people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was the last one that I saw. I'm going to actually... You see, I'm going to rim these. We're going to oh, rim job. Yeah. I want to rim the Miss USA. We are not going to do a shot for every single name because we no. took a week off. Mine is strictly for we Catherine We really Cates. only care about terms grandma and meatloaf. And strictly for Catherine Cates and my grandma Marge. Um, all right. Let's do this biggie and move on. If you don't know, now you know, friend. Catherine Cates, you sold us a hair with a cake around it. <laughs> Highly recommended. Banger. 
This week's highly recommended album comes from the 1979 Look Sharp by Joe Jackson. Pretty women at walking with gorillas down my street. I goofed it. I was trying to nail the post. I still nailed the post, but it's pretty good. I goofed it. Don't feel good about it. Look over there. Where? There's a lady that I used to know. She's married now or engaged or something, so I'm told. Here it comes. Is she really going out with him? Is she really gonna take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Cause if my eyes don't deceive me, there's something going wrong around here. Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something straight up? Tell me something straight up. This is a good song. It's a fucking jam. (laughs) This is a good song. Joe Jackson's Look Sharp was released in April of 1979. And thanks to the re-release of the single, Is She Really Going Out With Him, reached 21 on the American Billboard charts. Though categorized as a new wave album, it was largely influenced by reggae. Where? Largely influenced by reggae, similar to other British recording artists at the time, such as The Police, The Clash, Elvis Costello. Um, Is she really going out with him? Is she really gonna take him home tonight? Is she really going out with him? Cause if my eyes don't deceive me, there's something going on. Would there be another song from this album that I would recognize as well? Because it just sounds like you don't make a song like that without making another one. It might be. It's not this one. This is an example of the reggae influence on this album. It's called Fools in Love, and it's a good song. Joe Jackson expressed grief that the cover art did not include his face and vowed never to work with the photographer who shot it. Nonetheless, vain. The artwork, which is, uh, if you can see right there, it's just a picture of his shoes in a in a shaft of sunlight. What's wrong with that? Uh, I like his shoes too. They're called Denson Winkle Pickers. Uh, it garnered a 1980 Grammy nomination for Best Recording Package, which is like the Grammy for album cover. Wait, also, he won it? It was nominated. Nominated. I was going to say, how are you going to stay mad at the photographer <coughs> if you're going home with awards? But right. never mind. Because he doesn't have your goofy face. He's kind of a goofy looking guy, He's too. self-conscious about his feet. YouTube, or <laughs> Google image Joe Jackson, not Michael Jackson's right. dad. Joe Jackson, the other one. Rolling Stone Magazine, the once relevant music publication who now peddle misinformation for the establishment. Ranked Look Sharp as number 22 on their list of 100 greatest album covers of all time. Is that him? That is him. I've seen other pictures of him with like white hair. Well, this is you a know, younger it's, him. It's interesting because there you go. There you go. He looks like Julian Assange. He's got the same name as Michael Jackson's dad, yeah. Joe Jackson. I have heard that Michael Jackson's physical appearance and how it changed over time and he, and he died a white woman was because he hated his dad who would abuse him and he wanted to look as different from his dad as he could. I mean, look at Joe Jackson. He looks like his other Joe Jackson. (laughs) Joe Jackson is exactly who he wanted to look like 
because yeah. he didn't want to look like Joe Jackson. He's like, I don't want to grow up and look like Joe Jackson. I want to grow up and look like Joe Jackson. Isn't that <laughs> ironic? <laughs> don't you it's think? It's very weird. <laughs> um, Damn, I don't like Joe Jackson. Looks like a, uh, a rotting blueberry. He's so old. Like <laughs> that. Look at his. He just looks like a mean bastard. <laughs> We're talking about Michael Jackson's dad now. Yeah, <laughs> there's two Joes. He apparently. I've read that like. Michael Jackson's dad used to beat him and his brothers and make him like sleep in the fireplace. Well, that's how you make a legend. I guess. Trauma. Um, yeah. The British Joe Jackson, though, said of his album, Look Sharp, years later, what can anyone say about something they did so long ago? I'm not embarrassed by it, or not by most of it, anyway. It positively reeks of London, 1978 and 1979. And well, it is what it is. I'm glad people liked it and still like it. Though I think some of that is nostalgia and a tendency to romanticize people's first albums as though later ones must somehow be less authentic. Damn, he's really giving it to the listeners. For a first album, this one's not bad. But I was only 23 when I made it. And it would be pretty weird if I didn't think I'd done anything better since. Personally, from what I've heard, it's his best album. Yeah. Well, like, that's when people... This is my opinion. And maybe they're not wrong, but even fans of ours who, like... I know, we go through ...cling this. to spooky language and Finna, and I, I'm proud of those. I'm sure you're right. proud of those works just the same. However... I don't want to believe that they're the best thing I ever did. Though. Right. I think with or without it could best both of them as far as, like, our entire catalog, because I think we've learned a lot since 2012. So I think any musician, not any, but like I completely relate to that philosophy. Like I know where you're coming from, but you can't just, I know that I hooked you with that first thing. Yeah. I mean, but I grew as an artist. So if you're not, if you're not uh, hearing the growth or enjoying it rather now, (coughs) you know, I guess you're not hearing all of what I'm offering. Right. As an artist, you can't put out a number of works and then like, <coughs> it's, it's not a good look to put out a number of works as an artist and then be like, I think my first one was the best one. To, yeah, to, to basically say, I haven't grown as an artist. You don't want to do that. I think there's an entire movie about um, Orson <coughs> Welles' career, a documentary about that phenomenon where you, oh, you, you peak with your first... Uh, no, it was a documentary right. film too, but like uh, when you peak with your first thing or at least... It's right. received. Your first thing is received as the best thing. Like you can't do better than this. It's <laughs> iconic. You spend the rest of your life like basically getting bad reviews. You know, right? Um, <laughs> They're not gonna. Well, it's no Citizen Kane. So uh, a song on this off. album. I think honestly, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. M's the first in eight, my bank account. M's in my. Wow, bank. it is eight, isn't it? It is. The I thought first, you were setting me up. The first eight songs on this album are pretty awesome. I like all of them. In fact, the ninth song is a good one. Songs 10, 12, and 13, I would say, are like not the greatest. Okay. But every other song in this album smashes, including my second favorite. Smashing. My second favorite, which you may recognize. Uh Uh-oh. Lay it on me. But not from Joe Jackson. And I recently learned that it is not an Anthrax song. On the album by Anthrax, which I recommended months ago, Persistence of Time. Got the Time is a Joe Jackson tune. Fire. It's a fucking awesome song. Isn't that like it? It's almost like it bums you out at first because you feel stupid. You're like, I didn't know that. You're like, why didn't I know that? 
but that's like got another da, 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 right. That's one of the things that's dopest Whoop. about hip hop sampling. I've said right. before is like going back and being like, oh, I didn't know that this is from that, and that's dope, you know. And then you start to understand more about like what the musician was influenced by. Somebody two weeks ago or three weeks ago asked like where I get my music influences from mm-hmm. and music interests from and the songs and albums that I recommend. And I'm not confident that I gave a good answer. I think I was drunk and I gave a very short, We should do fan answer. questions first if they want good, <laughs> <Right>. solid answers. <laughs> but um, No, I think like I failed to mention, first of all, my parents. Uh, well, me, it, knowing you as well as I do as your friend and partner, 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 <laughs> like that's what I would say. If you ask me, where do you get your music from? So much I came would from say, my parents. Yeah. Your parents and maybe specifically your dad. Even my mom, though. Um, yeah. I've recommended shit on here like uh, the Magnolia soundtrack, which is like my mom's favorite album. Right. Uh, but when it comes to artists like the Stranglers and Anthrax and Sabbath, right. I assume it was more dad than mom. I think, I without question, my dad influenced my music listening right. more than my mom. But that doesn't mean my mom didn't influence uh, my Take music Take that, interests. Spotify. I forgot but, about my parents. Also, like, <laughs> um, skate videos, which we have that in common. Yeah. So many shit. So many shit. So many, <laughs> so many artists. Oh, no. I wish I could title it that. I'm still drunk. But <laughs> so many artists we both uh, discovered through our interest in skate videos. I forget the... Um, there was a website that used to have like... It was the IMDB for skate video music. Right. I remember that, too. I don't know what it was called. It was like a red background. I could see the site. I just can't remember what it was called. Skate videos, to me, are like your dad to you. <laughs> for real, though. Because like I didn't have a big parental... I, I, I got into music from my mom and my dad, too. For sure. Mostly my mom. Meatloaf. Totally. Yeah, got it. Uh, uh, Lou Vega and Meatloaf. My dad... <laughs> it was always skate videos, is my point here. It was like... I would make a CD soundtrack, like download on Kazaa. Yes. You know, that was like... It's all Kazaa on I was, I was a little young when Napster came out, and then I got old enough to steal music and burn CDs when it was the Kazaa era. Right. And that's what I would do with every skate video in the credits that of, of a song I liked, which for some reason was like all of them. There would be like... There would be like when Jerry we young, Rafferty singing "May You Never music. Walk Alone," and then there would be like "We're uh, Really Sorry," uh, Jeff Riley, right? And then there would be like Three Six Mafia, and it'd be like these are both Antoine as good Dixon. as as good as each other. Yeah, like they're going on the same mix. And when we were young and would buy a physical copy of these videos, yeah, right, or Dying to Live or whatever, I would watch it. Unlike videos on YouTube on Thrasher's channel or wherever, I would watch it like fucking over and so over and over again. Yeah. Um, Term and, and some other I, buddies came I over on Friday. John Ratray's part with fucking 500 miles over and over and over again. And now I'm like, I like this song. Right. Now I like, I would walk 500 miles. I had buddies come over, Term, one of them, when we watched some skate stuff. And it's like a couple of the videos I had already watched last week on Thrasher. And then I'm like, oh, well, my friends it's are over the same, and they haven't them seen them. And so... I saw this. It's dope. I want to show you this guy's part. Right. But it's not, and that's it. One, two. I'll probably never watch this shit again. Yeah, we used you to also, wear it out and watch it sixty fucking times. You don't skate anymore, which I think was part of it back in the day. It was like I don't know. I feel like I keep in touch more now. You'd, you'd <laughs> watch skate videos back in the day though to get like hype, and you'd watch before True. you went yeah, to yeah, a spot yeah. and skated. Yeah. You know, I want to watch fucking uh, Jeff Lenoise doing that frontside flip and then it'll fucking inspire me to go do something down the spot yeah. we're gonna hit in an hour uh we don't do that anymore 
I can feel the whiskey setting in. I think we should shift into fan questions. And you want to do another shot just for fun? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, shift gears. It's time for fan questions. It's time for fan questions. Reports. I have my booze, has become, booze in my hand, but um, no microphone. One of my favorite parts of recording these podcasts now is getting <laughs> to harmonize with S. Reedy. Hell yeah. I, uh, I do love the production. Every, and you know what? I, I may have said this already, but... That's not recorded on the, the, like, the pre-intro. Fake <laughs> questions! That's me doing it. Um, yeah, Every time. S. Reedy killed it. I can't help it. However, I remember when the dude sent in... The old uh, obits. Somebody. First time I heard it, I remember I was like, "It's it's okay." I love it now. It's grown on me. So, like it's it stuck in my head when I'm when the podcast is not happening. Like it yeah. definitely. And I think at the time I could be wrong, but if you run the tape, I'm pretty sure I was skeptical about it when I first heard it. And you were like, "It's gonna grow on you, dude. It's a it's fucking rules." Fucking a. And yeah, I uh, just shout out all the. Uh, <laughs> The listeners that contributed to the show because it really makes the show now. Um, yeah, we're making legit. fun of these dead people and uh, listening to you. Let's do it. It's time for fan questions. It's time for fan questions. TPS reports. Yeah, that's right. You got a little two for one this week. Uh, this is a follow up from something on our last episode, I think. Yo, Josh from Ohio here. I just wanted to chip in on uh, this whole Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox thing. Uh, Nev Campbell, all day. <laughs> she was and still is a dime. And Courtney I've... Cox just didn't do it for me. All right. That's it. Later, um, almost. We didn't record last week, so I've had two weeks to marinate. Yeah, you want to re- change your answer. <laughs> 100% Nev Campbell. 1996 Nev Campbell, boys. Well, <laughs> that would be yeah, if I wasn't a fig. <laughs> Yo, Whitey, see you later. <laughs> we talked over it, but yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> I heard every word he said. 1996 Nev Campbell, And someone boys. sent a text, which I never get, because I guess you... And wow. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. It just you says, know, 96 Nev. <laughs> that, that was the text. Damn. Even... Um, I went through like a friends phase a few years ago. Phase. Yeah. I watched the whole thing all the way through. I, I, was, to, I was just going to say, you don't have any friends anymore. <laughs> it was I a used phase. to watch it with my mom uh, when I was a kid and I was like doing homework and she loved friends. Yeah. Uh, but a few years ago, I went through a rough breakup. <laughs> and I don't know why it was like a comfort thing. Where I like watched Friends. I think all sometimes, the way through. So, uh, uh, like, and I've had this too. Where and it's not a bad show no. up until the sixth season when Matthew Perry gets hooked on, uh, you know, like opioids or whatever the fuck. When uh, he gets all fat and addicted to pills, and sometimes and the I show go through a shitty. phase of a thing where like that, that that period, like rewatching it, doesn't necessarily feel. It's like I needed it then, or like. Right. I think about when our friend Keith passed away last year. It's it's sort of how that's when I started uh, watching old Kill Tony podcasts, and it's like I don't I don't run the catalog back like I was doing then, but it was like at that point I went through something and then I found this Comfort show viewing. that like 
took me away from thinking right. shitty thoughts for that portion of the day. And I'm, I appreciate it for that period. And now, yeah, I can watch it whenever and be like, yeah, it's still <clears> good. I like it. But specifically then, I like, it was like a support system of the, my shows. This was one right. of my shows that's keeping me like cool right now. And even when I was watching the, all of Friends, I don't think I even finished it because it gets really shitty after the fifth season. Uh, the, between the three chicks, Courtney Cox was never up top for me. I would even probably go Rachel, Phoebe, Monica in that order. Because Phoebe's, Phoebe's cute. I can't Phoebe's even rank cute it. As you fuck. could, you could, you, she's always three kinda, card Monty that order a thousand different ways. Well, Rachel's always on top. Yeah. Rachel's always on top. Come on. Hey, I'm, I, um, I know what I look like, so I'm just happy to be there. <laughs> just yeah, oh whoa! Is, I got the third. That has pick nothing today. to do with ranking. A ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh bummer! I got the third pick. That's a ten. It's still a ten. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the verdict is in ninety six nev. It's, it's no I I uh, recant. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't. Know, Courtney Cox just looks so crazy in this new one. She was. I can't get over it. She was really hot in her day, but she was not Nev Campbell ninety six. <clears throat> Can you hot. look up? Uh, can you Google something for me? If you say so, sir. Can you Google anatomy of the nose? Because there's a part of Courtney Cox's nose in the new scream that just like, I can't not stare at it. It's distracting. It's this, this thing right here that Let's hangs see. in the middle in between the two nostrils, the wall. The vestibule? Oh, what are you looking at? Or the lower cartilage there. I guess it's just labeled here as skin. This. Her skin. The center of the nose, like the bottom that hangs down, the wall thing. It's gross looking on her head. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh, you must mean the branch of angular artery. No way that's what it is. Oh, no. It's called something different on every picture. On I know. What the fuck? No, it's the anterior nasal spine. It's not like the this thing i think vestibule is the word used most uh commonly around there that's just a hole isn't it there we go there we go there we go he just picked like uh it looks like a it's pixelated the columella uh columella tony soprano's wife <laughs> columella <laughs> nose columella because it's like a column you know ella I think it's called the columella. It looks disgusting. It looks like calamari. <laughs> that is what it is. Okay. Uh, huh, this is from Thomas. Some of my favorite artists Tommy. have covered their favorite bands or songs. Have you guys ever talked about covering a certain song or beat because of either how it sounds or how you might have been inspired by it? Your new stuff sounds great. Can't wait for more. Um, Hope Philly lands on the tour map soon. <laughs> Best, Tommy. And he puts all of his information. So if we want to send him a, a text or an email, we can do that. Fuck yeah. Thank I'm sending you, him a Thomas. dick pic as soon as we're done. <laughs> um, it's small. Apparently, Tommy has not seen our live streams which we are doing another one of on Friday. The term has been known to cover at 3 p.m. Because yeah. they usually start with me playing a country song on the guitar. I think it's interesting to talk about doing covers because if we're ever going to do a cover, we're going to not be terminated. to me, though, means like the same song. That's what I'm saying. I've, I've had that like... Uh, kind of pipe dream thought before where it's like it'd be cool to go play at a bar or something where me and you just cover songs because we like those songs. We could go cover 
uh what was that joe johnson song that kicked ass joe jackson jackson song that kicked ass got the time no the other one the first one is she really going out there it is with him? yeah we should go cover that is she really gonna take him home tonight and that's jack johnson to a t listen <laughs> <laughs> no but like even i don't even have to listen back to know i could learn that on drums you know it's pretty basic drum song but now we could go play like I don't know why Alice in Chains always comes to mind. I think it's because I've always wanted to play their songs on drums. Because I used to fucking wail the rooster. I already know you know their their music. Yeah, Um, (laughs) Rooster would not be my pick, but I would learn it. How fun would that be, though? The Palmer Squares Squares play, you know, Alice in Chains or just whatever. Um, Man, this is what we do when we skip a week. We go long because I'm still getting through some of these voicemails. And here is the next one. Yo, what up, Squares? This is Dan from Ontario, Canada. Uh, First-time caller. Love the show. Love your guys' music. I won't make it too long here. I got just want to share a quick story. Uh, First, I found you got your guys' music uh, around 2014. Good buddy of mine showed me uh, consistently inconsistent and broken language. I remember just thinking it was was some cool-ass shit. Then... Cut to a few years later, I was always a metalhead, so I never really got into the, to the rap that much. And then I'm at this music festival. Um, doing, I did a bunch of acid. I ended up getting needlessly adopted by another couple who, you know, I need to be taken care of. I was a, a mess. And we fucking party all night, and everything's really a blur. But what I remember most about that whole weekend was... In the morning, it's roughly six o'clock, and there's a, a buddy of theirs who's he's fifty years old, and he comes out of his van in his underwear, shit stains all over him, like all head over to toe him. shit. Like sides, and I'm uncomfortable. I'm <laughs> trying to come down off all my tabs, and I just see this fucking Neanderthal covered in shit. <laughs> Everyone's freaking out. And it was like a peak moment where like, I felt like I couldn't escape. shit when she sees the shit all over this Is he from man. Philly or Canada? <laughs> to me, it's same it's difference. Freaking a shithole. Literal in the shithole. And then out of nowhere, on shuffle, on this on the speaker, comes Never Had Nothing by you, you guys on your uh, your dope-ass album that I'm blanking on right now. <laughs> wow, there you go. Uh, but anyway, Bro. never had nothing comes on the speaker. You blew it. just pressing over the trees. You I just remember the, the euphoria of running away to both the shit and the song. Everything was horrible. And I've been a fan of your music ever since. Hell yeah. Uh, I mean, you had so yeah, never had love nothing. You guys and keep it square, you fags. Peace from Canada. Smooches. Head to toe covered in shit. Where did the guy come out of? A ch- like a camper? Yeah, I guess he was like, some people took him in because he was all fucked up on acid, so like an older couple, and then it was their friend. Head to toe. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Are you sure it was uh, shit? You sure you didn't like fall in the mud and you missed that part? Head uh, to toe and shit. I don't know, man. I've tripped. I would think he'd be going hard before. Yeah, you could be going and into I've never the trailer. Been near. <laughs> Covering myself head to toe in my own <laughs> shit. It's never been even remotely possible. And I've been really fucking high on acid. Uh, here's another caller. 
Yeah, so this dude I used to work with, he got shit-faced at the bar. And shit -faced. he was talking to this girl, <laughs> which was kind of surprising <laughs> to everyone. To tell. Because he's a bigger fella. And um, doesn't really get much action, from what I'm told. Aww. But uh, he ends up going home with this girl. Nice. And he just thinks that she's shit-faced. And that's why they went home together. But then the, uh, she ended up sleeping over after they fucked. And the next morning he realized, oh shit, she wasn't shit-faced. This bitch has Down syndrome. What? And <laughs> I just thought that was fucking hilarious. And that is all I got. You fag magnet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Where did he say they were in the beginning? A bar? Yeah. Down syndrome in a bar. She's of age. Um, I will relate, and I've but I've gone a to a bar before and seen a retard getting drunk. Had a Down syndrome <laughs> individual getting drunk. Honestly, unhealthily drunk. To, I, I watched a bartender cut off. A no down way. Yes. What are you about? Million to say? Down percent. syndrome person. Yeah, it was, it was pushing P. <laughs> That's what the P stands for, is person. <laughs> uh, no, I 100% at the, the bar that used to be behind my old two houses ago place. Mm -hmm. uh, I would go, and that's the craziest part. 100% like um, I mean, cognitively disabled. Retarded people are like, they can, why not have a drink? I was picking up a latte at like 11 in the morning. No, a retarded person drinking coffee. No, that's no, no. dangerous. They were drinking, <laughs> they were like ordering tequila shots over and over, and then the bartender's like, it's not even noon. I'm sorry, dude. I'm cutting you off. Where? Where I used to live two houses ago. There was a bar right behind my house, and it was there. They, they were also a coffee. Co yeah, they would you do coffee what? in the morning, but they were still open to I went to there serve. once for coffee. I remember yeah. what you're talking about, actually. So I remember I showed up for coffee. Right next to the hot dog And place. there was a guy with what I assume is Down syndrome. Definitely something in the, in the spectrum there. Uh, just going, like, shooting and going, give me another <laughs> one. Give me another one. And it's like, holy shit. Um, so anyways, I could picture this person in a bar. Maybe that's okay, just me. Okay, right. Uh, um, damn! How drunk? How drunk to like? How drunk do you gotta be to not realize saying. she's retarded? That's what I'm saying. Not how drunk do they have to get? I don't know, but either way, <laughs> you know, good for him. That's cool. And yeah, good for you. Retarded people also need to fuck. Yeah. Do people think that a retarded girl should only be able to fuck a retarded guy's dick? That's discrimination. Exactly. Right. And then when you talk I'm about that, when you talk about your fat friend now, you can be like, he's fucking retarded. <laughs> 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 That's what he's doing. Ah, oh, moving on. Hey guys, uh, I called in a few weeks back asking about what the ending of Brainwash was, and I repeated it, and you guys said it was fruity, and didn't even answer it. So I, it dude, I swear to God, I swear to God, I thought about you that like, that week we after. And I was like, dude, we got drunk and didn't answer that question either. Does he mean the? Uh... It's from Boogie Nights. <laughs> It's from the, the elephants. It's uh, right. The nope. sample is Mark Pulling Wahlberg your brain out and Boogie Nights. And, and, and just before it. he pulls his cock out. It's from the end of Boogie Nights. I'm sorry, Mister. I totally. I swear. I thought like three weeks ago. I was like, oh shit. I think we just <laughs> <laughs> we did that thing we do. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, dude. That'd be cool to know. I know I could probably just search the word. You could. That is sad to find it, but 100 I really you could. don't feel like doing that. It's, it's, on it's less required. work than making this call. Effort and this I is more effort. Enough. This is but effort. Yeah. 
Bye. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sorry, dude. Yeah, it's Boogie Nights. That was a, a good pause. Um, yeah, you sound way less fruity in that call, so I'm sorry that we said it in the first one. <laughs> did we say fruity? We meant I cool. probably did. You wouldn't even say retarded on the last call, oh so it must God. have been me. What are you talking about? I said the guy was fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I take it back. Here's uh, another caller. Hey, let's do this uh, extraneous shot. Yeah, okay. what up, fellas? It is um guy. Um, I just listened to your guys' fucking uh, sex stories, which fucking brought me back, dude, because... Oh, my God. Um, first I off, I feel earlier. bad for any fucking girl who dated me before the age of uh, 25, because I never really knew how, nor did I really enjoy going down on a chick until what? I dated this uh, older Hold on, girl. pause. When I didn't have to know how, but when I was in high school, yeah, I still don't mind it. It's still fun, but it's not what it used to be in high school. I loved going down. I on think, a girl. well, that's different than what he's, I'm pretty sure in the last conversation we were again, joking, but I was saying like, uh, if you don't get your girl off, you're kind of missing half the fun. And you were like, no, like who cares? My advice is to only care about yourself. Right. I said that when, yeah. Whatever, two, three weeks ago. All right, I was kidding. Well, I think too, we were telling sex of. stories, right? But either way, is this when I said that I completely I, I relate? Pretended to. someone was calling me because I couldn't get it up. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I never got another chance. But to like, um, guy says, boobies, and it, it kills. Me. I feel the same way. It's like I feel I was a terrible, like uh, inconsiderate. That didn't matter to me. Lover, I, I would still go down and stuff, but I like I only really cared if I nutted, and then that was the end. Obviously. Just you know what nutted. I mean? <laughs> um, no, like, I think I have I said on here how there was a girl when I was in high school. I hooked up with her more than 10 times. Braggart. And every time I would eat her box and she would not touch my penis. I don't even mean like she wouldn't suck my dick. She wouldn't touch my penis. But every time she was, and she's hot. Oh, it was great. And every time she was like guaranteed, I'm going to get to eat her pussy and it's, it's fucking awesome. And then when she they didn't touch your dick, I'm like, I don't care, dude. Yeah. I got to eat her out and she's hot. I'm it was awesome. Pee, bro. All right, let's let him finish. Well, when I was like 25, 26 and <clears throat> that's the only way she could get off. And so like, you know, I started being a little more generous and then next thing you know, I, I'm fucking love that shit i okay there we go my go-to at this point like i fucking i have to like he just I, went from fucking oh it's not my favorite to like fucking jay from jay and Silent bob i was gonna say he went to crazy eyes killer <laughs> I, I got to eat the pussy <laughs> right you know the best pussy asian pussy <laughs> you <want> caucasian? <laughs> i'm your caucasian <laughs> i am the master of the clit <laughs> hell yeah i'm gay i have to get a girl off that way before i it's even it's honestly it's like thing, rewarding mm -hmm. as funny as it is to be like which it's not it's hacky to be like fucking eh, just not just it's all about you get your nut off no who cares what she feels this thing is you only hey. <laughs> <laughs> but um it is rewarding uh when to like i don't know to make your girl come it's like landing a kickflip on a skateboard. It's like, I learned how to do something to, you know, like that's the right. feeling you get when the work pays off. I landed it. I didn't it. just stick it. I fucking I rolled away. I, yeah, I, I rolled away on it. <laughs> anyway, um, your stories reminded me of when I lost my virginity, dude. 
one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Hell Fucking. Yeah. Me too. In, in high school, ridiculously high school? out of my fucking league girl, dude. Like, this girl, soccer player. Dude, that's the best thing about high school life. is girls don't understand. I mean, they some of them do to some degree, but a lot of girls don't understand, like, the leagues thing. Uh, right. They're obviously out of your league, but they're like, oh, Seth's fun. And I'm not <laughs> mature enough to know he's not. I miss high school. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rules. All right. Dark hair, gorgeous. Um, we're hooking up, and I, I know, like, we hooked up before, and I know that, like, this is the perfect moment for me to get in there. And so, like, she puts the condom on, and Goosh. I fucking put it in, and like Karen said with the stripper, I fucking... One pump chunk. Immediately. Oh, yeah, dude. But dude. the thing is... is <laughs> it's extremely common. Go on. It happens to you're a lot a, of guys. A lot. I didn't know how to tell her. Maybe even most. So, instead of me being a man and letting her know, like, hey, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm done, it's just is, like, fucking straddling my flaccid dick. And I got nervous, and there was a plate of cookies that my mom had just made. Uh, sitting next to my bed. Is this to catch a predator? And I just hold on, pause, please. Read. I'm sorry to keep doing this, but he just said there was a plate of cookies my mom had just made next to my bed. Were you fucking your mom? That's, a, that's a weird <laughs> sentence. That's not normal. Uh, coming after one stroke and not knowing what to do as a teenager, losing your virginity—that is complete. As is, as normal as normal gets. There being a plate of cookies that your mom just made next to your bed, that's weird. So go on. Simply reached over and started eating one of the cookies. <laughs> Dude, she, she got the hint real quick. She, <laughs> without saying a word, put her pants on, fucking got wow. dressed, said like her sister called her or something. <laughs> nice, and she pulled a me. I think she hooked up with one of my friends like a week later. Yeah, so that should have been uh, ten minutes later. That, that was uh, that was bad, and I'm sure all of her friends heard about it the next day. <laughs> but hey, it's yeah. what it is. It is funny if you Love think if you think about it, like trying to put yourself in his shoes. If you will, but like in that moment, like I've the, been in those shoes. I know, I know, but like I didn't just eat a cookie. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Your mom is not <laughs> as courteous. Look, it's like th- th- think how quick it goes from like all the buildup. She's so hot, and it's like this is my moment, and then it's like instantly, and then you're like, nom, nom, nom. like it's <laughs> weird to me. Gears immediately into cookie. It's weird to me that first of all, there's many things that are weird here, and I'm gonna say all of them. <laughs> first thing that's weird. Is that it's easier? It's more acceptable for you. It's less embarrassing to just any reach other non sequiturs. Fucking asshole! <laughs> reach over and eat a cookie instead of saying, as I did with the stripper in Canada when the same thing happened. <laughs> Not my losing virginity either, and um, just to say, like I, I came. The fact that it's easier for you to just eat a cookie. It's less embarrassing to just eat a cookie. What the fuck? No, I would have been cute about it. I would have put the cookie in my mouth and tried to lady and tramp it. I'd be like, I'd be like, hey, eat, right. bite this thing. We're gonna, we're gonna do food play now. Second thing is, um, <laughs> it's weird to me that she needed you to eat a cookie to understand that you just came, and not you to be like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 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 
Splat. More banana. <laughs> I don't get how you, like, a man coming is a pretty obvious, I don't know, at least me, every time I fuck. Condoms are probably, you know, limiting. No, but the, like, my body and my face. Oh, right, your expression. I'm like, oh, blagooge. <laughs> do we got to do it again? The blagooge? <laughs> banana? Like, I don't know. The fact that that didn't give it away for her, it was him reaching over and eating a cookie. That's weird. I mean, whether it gave it away or not. Even he said, like, it, I, eat the, I ate the cookie and she got the hint or whatever. It wasn't right. you going, oh, that gave her the hint. Yeah. I guess it wasn't the hint as much that I came <laughs> as much as, like, I don't care about you at all. <laughs> if you come, if you stay, if you go, I'm on to cookie now. Uh, Thank like, you for the nut. It's like... um. Damone says in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Isn't this a great cookie? See, <laughs> the vibe you want to give off is that you don't care whether she comes, stays, lays, or prays. <laughs> uh, I think I have one or two more questions here. And then that's, that's a wrap, ladies and germs. What's up, homosexuals? It's the one and only Two Chains. Ah, uh, man, I've just been kind of drinking and kind of thinking and... You know, because I'm such a faggot, too. You know, I was thinking about you boys. And I was like, man, I miss my boys. I mean, the last time I saw y'all was October of 2019 in San Francisco. Hell of a time. I fucking split my head open Oh, that was like, that um, show. You remember Two Trains. When you hear about Two Trains, do you, do you picture was, the guy? Because no, I know. I know his face. I don't recall his face. That was the show where someone gave me a pashmina. No, it wasn't him. That's not two trains. And the next day, I went and saw Shintaro Sakimoto. And decided and I'm taking up Muay Thai. <laughs> went and got a burrito with that pashmina, and no, two no. guys tried to rob me at the ATM. I'm pretty sure, and I don't know for certain, but like I think I know. And you would know the guy. He's come to like all our San Fran shows with some buddies. Two trains. You can't really like Google it, you know? Yeah, I know. But uh, two trains, I swear to God, I know what's, I know you, I know you and the crew. I can see the Pashmina guy. It's not him. He had very sweaty palms and long blonde trains. hair. <laughs> uh, anyways, I think I know where he's going with this, but let's hear him out. I was so drunk. Anyway, uh, I'm calling because I don't live in gay-ass California anymore. I live in cool-ass Montana. And I was wondering if you guys have ever been out here. Yes. And maybe if not, like, Come through, dude. Like, Bozeman, Bozeman is kind of a cracking city. Don't come here. We're full. Like, nobody will move here. But, like, Palmer Square has come do a show here. We have played Bozeman. Anyway, you guys are gay. It was Let's have a shower together. Not right. a great show. I bet on the same tour we played Bozeman, you saw us in San Fran because it was when we were on tour with Wax. Yes, we and played I'm pretty sure with Wax. Two trains came to that show. I don't know. Uh, but, yes. Very small Bozeman. turnout. Someone made a weird racial comment. Yep. Uh, with DJ Skits. That apparently only I heard. Yes. Yeah. I think we told that story before, but some... Um, DJ e Skits is Asian. Enormous. He was like John Cena-sized, so it doesn't matter if what he's he dropping N-bombs on a black friend. Yeah. He said uh, he was did so something about like, oh, you're going to be doing hip-hop? Oh, okay, what kind? Like pop music, hip you're going to be dancing, doing a little yellow fever? And like pointed at Skits or something. And then like when that was over... I was like, did anybody else catch the subtle yellow fever acknowledgement pointing I don't know at what, like it means in that context? It was like, like uh, you're gonna be like of music genres. It's I'm also, music genre. dude. I don't know. I it's could be butchering it. Asians. I know he said something about dancing and then basically pointed at our Asian DJ, 
DJ Skates and said like he knows yeah he's gonna be doing the Yellow Fever and like he left and I was like did anyone hear that shit and then Skits was like yup and then you and Wax were like no are you serious he said that right and I was like you privileged white deaf man <laughs> <laughs> no man that was weird um, but Bozeman I don't was, get what that is like it has nothing to do with it Bozeman was a fun city where a bunch no, of no, great no. fans that, came like, out that was uh, another guy who was at like the country bar around the corner doing the yellow fever is not like a dance or a genre or but we all know it, it, it it's in reference to Asian people right it's like when you're attracted to Asians you yellow fever sure that's I, that's the context of yellow fever right even now it's like the context i guess still wrong you shouldn't have ever said yeah it, don't like look i'm sorry look i'm sorry Joni mitchell and neil young were saying it when it was cool <laughs> but i i just got here this year Joni mitchell was doing yellow face to promote her <laughs> album uh big yellow taxi um i went to bozeman though with my family my uncle used to live in bozeman and i went out there Stayed a few days. It's time for that was an ac- that was an accident. Wow, <laughs> my Bozeman story that uninteresting. We went to a Buffalo Jump, which is like this big. I don't know. It's not much of a cliff, but it's a drop off. And I guess the Native Americans, Indians, used to um, like uh, wrangle up a bunch of buffalo, and they would drive them like up buffalo jump and the fucking buffaloes are so pea-brained that they would just like run off the cliff and then the indians would just go like collect the dead buffaloes and hell eat their yeah meat. genius it's fucking awesome it's like kevin bacon and tremors let's see if you can fly motherfucker i got a plan <laughs> um last thing Hey, it's Glenn from arizona uh i was listening to last week's episode and i heard you guys talking about uh, submitting for the Krakamiko contest. I'm excited to hear that. But that brings me to ask you guys if you're going to try to go to Skin Class Vegas this year. Come on, October. Bro. I look forward to hearing go to Skin Class What this happened year, to your phone? Mainly to see you guys and then the comedian. Yeah, dude, your phone right, went to Jankfest. Things broke. Um, obviously... It is in our ambitions. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I sent my Crack Amico thing in last week, and I think they played it today. We're recording on Monday. I haven't listened to anything. Um, But I got uh, some comments from folks. I haven't looked at, but I saw it right before the episode, and uh, our homie Young Lampshade. Young Lampshade! said, uh, your Crack Amico was the funniest of all killer shit. All right. And uh, from nice. from Gas Digital, uh, nice. fucking Paco, who I called a gay bitch in my verse, <laughs> we started following each other, and he messaged me, and apparently it says, your Crack Amico submission was, all caps, hard as fuck. <laughs> so I, I look forward to actually listening to that episode. Looks like they played it. I think, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was on today's app. I saw the, the homie Cam Groves, uh, I saw him comment. That his wasn't played yet, but he submitted one, and the only reason he's worried is because of mine. Oh yeah! So now there's like in the rap homie community, these motherfuckers, <laughs> they stirred oh, up yeah, the dude. whole community here. Um, but no, I, I can't wait to watch that, and uh, I hope they enjoyed it. It's clear somebody did. So yeah, it was fun. I, I honestly I wasn't watching. Um, this is you know to go behind the curtain. It's a uh, one of the Legion of Skanks. Um, other podcasts and I, I've listened to it a bunch. I haven't listened to it recently. And when a friend texted me about the rap contest they were doing, so I was like, all right, I'll tune back in. I'm going to watch some episodes and just like take notes on things they talk about and make a verse out of it. So I did that. And uh, I think by the time this episode's out, I'll, 
I might have like a highlight to share or, you know, I will have heard it by then anyways, but yeah. Uh, funny shit. And to answer your question, I don't give a shit about winning a rap contest. I only submitted that to remind keep, the guy from Skanks. Keep Skanks our name in their ears. That we're out here. We out chill. And we want to see y'all in Vegas. Right. So, um, yeah, that was really a marketing move more than anything. And fun. I had a lot of fun basically doing nothing this month and watching right. podcasts and I making and a, saw, a tailoring um, a verse to it. I went and saw Big J with our buddy this weekend. And all I can hope for is that he he recognized uh, the, the Palmer Square guy in the audience. Because, no, there was no networking that went on. He didn't, like, smoke a cig outside, do that No, thing. we saw the early show, and I don't even know if he came out afterward. We just took off gotcha. afterward. Yeah. Uh, wh- where was it? Uh, the Improv in Milwaukee, which is not Milwaukee. Oh, okay. It's some suburb of Milwaukee, yeah, but it's the Milwaukee Improv. Yeah, invited me. I didn't even, like, I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't, but, like... I, your mom stays near. Whoa, what's this nearer? Do with my mom. Bro? You have a crash pad. I'm guessing you stayed in Fox Lake. I actually drove home. Oh, really? And I fucking when I got the I invite, I was up like first, and I lost my debit card because I gassed up. Oh, what an idiot! <laughs> I know. I was so mad. Hold on. Wait. I don't have to. Say- Wait. <laughs> oh my. Wait. You'll have to excuse my friend. He's a little slow. Good enough. Um. No, I was like, it's I very just, frustrating. I don't want to drive. From Milwaukee to Chicago after a comedy show. Yeah, and I had I well, we saw the early show. I had stuff to do that morning, so I was like, ah, it sounds like a several hours commute each way for me. But uh, yeah, I was. Uh, I'm glad it was fun. Yeah, you should have come. It was a good time. I guess I should have. But all I meant to say is no networking came out. It's all right. I got it covered. Even if he was doing meet and greet it's stuff good. or outside smoking s- there no networking it's all good i locked down anyway. the rap contest on the other show so i'm not good we're at good. networking <laughs> all right uh i'd rather just keep to myself go home and watch the movie network uh as i mentioned we got a fucking live stream performance on uh our youtube youtube.com slash i guess the palmer squares we established maybe uh, Twitch and Facebook. So we'll put up a, a thing on the internet and check us out. We'll be just practicing a few songs. And hey, if you if you live in Tulsa, Columbia, Kansas City, or Omaha, maybe don't tune in because we're right. going to play these songs yes. <laughs> when we come over. So If you live in any of those four towns or are coming to the show in those four towns, do not watch. Uh, but yeah, we got Tulsa. Oh, fuck it. Watch. Send in money. Give us more money live. And then just be less satisfied at the show that's february 9th through 12th as i mentioned tulsa columbia missouri kansas Dude, I city Omaha. Wait to eat at jack stack yeah we gotta make time for we it gotta hit up jack stack yeah yeah i'm gonna try and hang with my sister possibly either for dinner in tulsa before the show but that never works out so maybe when we do a diner the next day i might try go. to do we, we can all go have a brunch we're with big my, diner guys my family's in tulsa i love on the road every morning just about um, looking up the best diners in the town that we're in and choosing one. And hey, there's winners uh, and there's losers. I usually but know how to pick a good diner. Yeah, we've had a lot. Doesn't mean of, we don't go to any stinkers, but well, you can't really fuck up an egg that bad. But there's a lot of people that do like they make the corned beef hash in the diner. Right, there's some they places have smoked that just sausage, stand out. Smoked sausage that's like legit and not just some frozen link. It's cut in half or something. Love a good diner. Whew. Uh, so we'll be on the road. Check I even like out. the movie diner with Daniel Stern <laughs> and Mickey Rourke. Is Mickey Rourke? I even like Diner Shore. 
TPS reports I podcast love dinosaur. at gmail.com 708-797-3079 give us a call thank you for everybody for participating and uh, send in more stuff for next week we got drunk this weekend with our friends and wound up at like midnight one in the morning watching Andy Kaufman doing Tony Clifton on Dinah Shore in like <laughs> 1975. Yeah. One of those, you know, drunk rabbit holes. We went through one of those for sure. <laughs> Watched every Greg Giraldo roast appearance. I was, I remember, I've, I've. God damn, that was good. I've insecurely thought since then, like, I was laughing my ass off. When he asked, uh, like, I was laughing too loud, even though I was hosting my friends in my own home. I should laugh as loud as I want. But I was like, dude, I was fucked up the other night. I was cackling at these roast jokes. He asked Carrot Top, like, how do you get a plastic surgeon to add an extra chrom- chromosome? <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was just like an absolute good yes, time. 30 good minute time. slaughter fest. If you want to just laugh with your friends for 30 minutes, just Google or uh, YouTube Greg Geraldo roasts. I was very happy that Dinosaur made the cut, though. Uh, fun times. Uh, if you want to get a Palmer Squares beanie or a Ren and Stimpy shirt or poster or etc., palmersquares.com slash shop is the place to go. And if you are a patron, patreon.com slash palmersquares, you get a little discount on our Palmer Squares merch. Oh, so. you know what? Maybe I'll do and I'll... Maybe Maybe I'll make it public, but because uh, I sent a video in for the Crackamico rap contest on that podcast, I made like a slideshow for it, and uh, so I have that file. It's already uploaded on yeah, our throw YouTube. It on Patreon. Maybe I'll put it there, but you don't have to be a patron to check it out. So, uh, yeah, I will put our the the thing I I made there. I'm just trying to think if maybe I would like I'll pull it from their show. Now nah, I'll just I'll just post the one I made. Um, but yeah, if you want to see that, it will make no sense to you if you don't listen to the show. It's just every what would normally be like a movie reference in a, a Palmer Square to verse. The show, right? It's just a reference to the show and the and the team. But um, personally, I think I killed it. Uh, and I guess that's it. I don't know. Yeah, buy some shit. More importantly, tune into the live stream this Friday at three o'clock. If uh, if you're so inclined, we'll take your money on Venmo and stuff. In the meantime. How about you check out our Smoochie Gang playlist on Spotify? We're going to throw something in there. Uh, one quick mention. Liquid Vinyls, Spooky Language Napalm. They're coming next month. Or I guess uh, it'll be this month. They should be out before the end of February. So stay tuned for that. That'll be another Patreon announcement. So if you go check out this podcast first, sign up and stay for an opportunity to win. Uh, one of only 100 dope rare things. Right. You're not so much winning them... Oh, you're paying us good money. <laughs> As you are reserving yourself a slot for the pre-sale, um, which only costs $3. Um, and since we're going to be on the road with our buddies, Tropidelic, next week, I thought it could be pretty fitting. Our pal James from Tropidelic put out a new single recently called Likewise. So this is Likewise by James Begin and find it in the Smoochie Gang playlist <gasps> on Spotify. And uh, also, um, terms highly recommended playlist on Spotify only has like 40 likes. (laughs) Ouch! Uh, I don't do a great job of keeping up with it, but I'll try to update it right now. Yeah, listen to the highly recommended albums, listen to some of our outro songs by pretty much exclusively Friends of the Palmer Squares. I will go throw Joe Jackson's Look Sharp. On there now. And like I said, 
Um, we're doing a live stream this Friday afternoon. Set an alarm, check it out, or don't. Watch the replay, whatevs. And we'll be uh, on the road for four nights in the Midwest next week. Hope to see folks there, and uh, we'll see everybody else next week on the TPS Sports Podcast. Witches. smile wherever I go pick up conversations leaving people on a high note faces come and go like they're rotating on a slideshow years have come and gone I sit and wonder where the time goes movies in my head and I've landed the lead role it's gonna be a lot of work but I'm ready to heave low my character's dynamic and the story we wrote has the best supporting actor since Nicholson or DeVito we know it's eyes on me like a free throw minnows swimming in my wake like tubes behind a speedboat I did this on my own while you were googling the cheat code Break it down and roll it up I'm higher than a C-note it so fat that it looks like a burrito Steak up in my mouth You could call me Uncle Rico You too afraid of flavor picking off the jalapenos So stay about my lane and get swatted like a mosquito You could hit me on my phone line Working on my own time Only meeting up after midnight Stepped into the limelight Looking for the right vibe I won't hold you down You said likewise Might require drastic action I guess that's what can happen When you mix business with passion You ain't worried about your product You just thinking about expansion Careful not to burn out When you ain't got any traction They wanna see me quit But I won't give the satisfaction I'ma break it down Till they only reduce the fractions Giving in my damnness Trying to kick some bad habits And I'm working on myself Trying to start up a chain reaction Heavens be gone I gotta work on a song Make sure you singing along Don't be a pawn I'm trying to run on my wrongs It's only as hard as I thought Fought, sorry, I gotta figure it out Quiet, don't you make a sound Shadows cast beyond a doubt And I can't believe that I found them Wow, I guess this must be that feeling That they all talk about I'm happy with my progress But I'm still not walking proud I got a ways to go If I'm ever gonna be happy now And I'm not even sure If I'm going up or I'm getting down You could hit me on my phone line Working on my own time Only meeting up after midnight Stepped into the line